Oh. Hey, everybody. Right? The best show's back. Back for another Tuesday night installment. We've got a great show for you tonight. We've got uh, Kristen Shaw's going to be on the show later. The phone number, 201-332-3484. We're going to have an exciting episode of The Best Show for you tonight. And I'm looking forward to uh, to us getting it started. And uh, one thing I am also looking forward to is telling you all about the fact that tonight's show, tonight's episode of The Best Show is brought to you by Squarespace. And Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer service. Try Squarespace over at squarespace.com and enter offer code BESTSHOW at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That's BESTSHOW at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Now, here is... The best show.
How about that, guys? It's the best show. And it's back on another Tuesday night installment. My name is Tom. I'm the host of the show. How are we sounding, Mike? Sounds great. Powerful. Mike must want something. I can only imagine what he wants. going to get hit up after the show for something. Oh, God knows what I'm going to get hit up for. can only wait for the rap that I'm going to get when the show ends. The pitching will begin. What should be the hashtag for tonight? Last week it was Billy Joel arsonist, right? Should we do that again? How about... I just, I'm going to put it on Twitter right now. You tell me what you think of the looks of this, Mike. I just put it up on Twitter. You like that? Deport Billy Joel. That's the hashtag for tonight, because the way I see it is his, he's so talented... We as Americans don't have the right to just keep him to ourselves. That's selfish. We should deport him and share him with other countries. That's a nice sentiment, isn't it? Wait, I just figured out how that could be taken two different ways. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no, I didn't think of it like that. It means like we want to, somebody might think I'm trying to say we want to get rid of them. That's not what I mean. Oh no. Well, it's too late. Toothpaste is out of the tube. Can't put toothpaste back in a tube, Mike. Toothpaste don't go back in a tube. Guys, the phone number, 201. 332-3484. Everyone should know that is the number. If you wish to call, we got some open lines. You want to get in? Now's your chance. Now's your chance. Open phones. Clear path. Clear path to best show. Uh, Infamy, I guess. Uh, Immortality. It's not immortal, but... The music we just heard. Let's talk about that. So much good stuff. So much good stuff. Michael Cronin. From his first album, Is It Alright? Which is on the Trouble in Mind record label. Classic album. I'm going to say it's a modern classic. It's like uh, Shawshank Redemption. Modern classic. Michael Cronin is our Shawshank Redemption. That album, the, the, the two albums, the, the second one on Merge, the first one on Trouble in Mind. Those are the modern classics. Modern, can you imagine that? Shawshank Redemption. I, I got it. 
I got to make it. I can't see it. What's that, Mike? Mike's doing his own thing out there. Good for him. We all need a thing. The show within the show. Mike's got his own show going out there. Yeah, so the hashtag, regretfully, is deport Billy Joel tonight. So I, uh, again, I apologize. For anybody who takes that in a uh, uh, a way that's meant to sound uh, dismissive of Mr. Joel's talent. Before Michael Cronin, we heard Sick Thoughts. That's a hot single, man. That's hot stuff. Beat on beat. That is on Goner Records. Sick Thoughts. That's classic... Uh, that's classic Ghana rock, man. I don't even know who's in this band. That's the best thing sometimes. I don't know who's in this thing. I don't know where it came from, what it's about. Just you play this thing, man, that thing gets, you get smashed in the face with that thing. That's what it's all about. That record smashes you in the face. Goner Records. They've yet to drop the ball. And starting us off, X-Hex, from their album, Rips, we heard New Kid, that's uh, Mary Timoney from, uh, you may know her from Helium, or from Wild Flag. Her band now is X-Hex. That is a hot set of music, man. That's hot stuff. You burn your fingers on that, that set. Oh, the hot phones. Great show tonight. We've got uh, Kristen Schaal from The Last Man on Earth. He's going to be on the program later. And from Bob's Burgers. We'll put a topic up in a little bit. Who's good here, Mike? Four. Mike is saying four is a hot phone. These phones scares me when they're just flashing like that. All the potential in the world and all of the disappointment in the world staring me right in the face right now. Then I want to let you know Sharpling and Worcester we are doing live shows in the month of March. The two Los Angeles shows sold out. Chicago show, Chicago, sold out. New York show, show number one, sold out. Show number two, sold out. Show number three, sold out. Show number four, (gasps) not sold out. There's still some tickets. That's for, uh, it's for March 12th. The Bell House in New York City, late show. There's still a few tickets left gonna sell out don't miss those tickets I don't want to hear that you didn't get one because they're on sale right now best show you're on the air hey there Thomas 
Oh, good heavens, I know who this is. Yes! It's Fredericks from Newport Ritchie. Yes! Fre- Fredericks, how are you tonight? I, I'm doing all right, Tom. Now, but... for, for people who don't know, this guy. Oh, here we go. We've got, because look, I, I look, now look. What do you think, everybody's supposed to know who you are? They do, Tom. No, they don't. No. Nine people right. do. Nine people all do. Right. I'm talking to the all the new people. I all want, right, go we ahead. we got to get some new people. Right. I'll just yeah. wait over here. Well, yeah, you are going to wait over there. No offense. I... This is the deal, man. Yeah. We need some we need some uh, some excitement in the mix here. Some yeah. some, some new blood. I yeah. want them to know who you are. I want them to be like, "Oh, I didn't know who that guy was. I don't want to listen right. to this show." All right. All right. For the kids. Yeah, for the kids. Do it for the kids. You got some Bob's Burgers fan tuning in cuz Kristen Shaw's going to uh, be on in a few minutes. What's Bob's Burgers? Oh god. What? Yeah. That's exactly why I'm going to tell everybody who you are? What's Bob's all Burgers? Right, all so right. I'm an old years. man that doesn't know who Bob's Burgers is. Is that a person or a TV show? Oh, you're so close. You. It's a movie. Oh God, it's a TV show, Fredericks. So anyway, this guy mm-hmm. is from the the fine state of Florida, and he is yeah. from a town called Newport Ritchie. Yay. And it's a, it's a, it's like a madhouse down there. It's the city. It is. It's the city that Gummo was based on. If anybody saw Gummo, but then they, they, they filmed it, and the p- people from Newport Ritchie sued Harmony Corrin because the movie was too tame. The movie did not. They felt it did not capture Newport Ritchie. It was. It was. It, they, they felt it was just too soft. And they distanced themselves from it. Right. Move it to Ohio. They moved it to Ohio. They had to, they changed it. It was originally called Newport Ritchie. Port of Call. Port of Call, yeah. Gummo 2. Port of Call, Newport Ritchie. Oh, Tom, Tom just totally sidetracked me. So his name is Fredericks. He's the kind of guy, if you've ever wondered... Whether that guy who's staring at you in the uh, in the Golden Corral is uh, yeah. go, going to uh, going to leave a hundred dollar tip for the for the for the wait service, or if he's going to take off all his clothes and jump into the chocolate wonderfall, that's this guy, Fredericks. <laughs> Oh. So, what, what's up, Frederick? Hi, Tom. <laughs> God. What's up tonight? How'd I get here? How'd you get here? Never mind. That's not your problem. Yeah. Can we can we get get on to something important? That was a hell of a story, but I couldn't take it anymore. All right, let's hear. Well, well, let's get to the let's get to the the meat of the subject here. What do you want to talk about? Is something important? Your idea of important or like other people on Earth's idea of important? Other people. Okay. You've, you've intrigued me. Let's, measles? What, what, what's that? Measles. The measles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think rather than spending all your time 
disparaging Billy Joel, perhaps Jenny McCarthy deserves more uh, bad hashtags. However, that affects people in real life. But, you know, that whole measles thing, it's all the rich people. Mm-hmm that don't have to worry about being exposed until they get exposed. And, and and they don't care about anybody else. Um Am I bringing you down? A little bit. Yeah, that's kind of if you've you've heard the show before. Look, this is a valid subject to talk about. It's like I'm trying to start the program off on a It's a, supposed to be a fun show. All right. Look, there's eight million other places you can debate and, and make every point you ever want to make with any subject ever. I'm trying to just have fun, and I'm not trying to discount your point. I just want to have fun. I don't want to turn it into... Girls a... just want to have fun. Oh, goodbye. 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 There's this guy. He never heard the show before. Measles. Yeah. Doesn't understand. I'm saying uh, it's a comedy show. Sorry. Oh, that just took all the wind out of my sails. I'm going home. Mike, shovel my car out. <laughs> you should have said it took me two and a half hours to get here. Yeah. A week ago, I, I put a letter online saying, yeah, I might not. I'm going to reserve the right to take shows off because I'm dealing with stuff. Uh, one week later, two and a half hours in my car to get here. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I've got the balance figured out. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Danny in Brooklyn. Danny in Brooklyn. What's up, Danny? Uh, not much. I just got tickets uh, to the March 12th show. Great. That's a great move. It was. I forgot I got a gift card for Christmas, and it was like uh, like God himself was smiling at me. Yeah. Providence yeah. shown upon you. It did. Thank you, Tom. And now, you're going to see the funniest live show that has ever happened. I don't doubt it. I know you're going to pull all the stops out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. You're my heroes, the two of you, so it's, of course. Well, look, I'm looking forward to to, uh, seeing everybody at the Bell House next week. Um so everybody, come on out. We got uh, there's four shows. Three of them are sold out, and uh, one of them still has tickets available. So go uh, pick the pick up your ticket. You did. I agree. You did. I co-signed. Yeah. What's going on tonight, Danny? Anything? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do an open mic in a couple hours. My first one in a while. I'm kind of nervous. Open mic. Where where are you doing an open mic? Uh, in Queens, at the Creek in the Cave. It's a fun. Here. That's a nice place. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I think you're going to do great. Who else is on this? Is it just open mic? You don't know who else is there? Yeah, I have no idea. My friend and I. So my friend Andrea will be there. I know that for sure. She's she's wonderful. Well, look, you go there. You do your thing. What, what what's your, what's your what's your thing involve? Uh, props. Piano? It's what do you? All, it, it's all props. I'm an entirely prop. No words at all. So play a harp on stage. You play a harp. Why don't you get a harp? 
Uh, I do have a harp. It's uh, it's it's a bummer on the subway, but it kills okay. in the basement at the creek in the caves. Why don't you get a harp and then like a little harp, like a like a like a uh, you know like a mini like a mouth harp? Like a, what's that? Like a mouth harp? Yes, a mouth harp. Get a mouth harp and do um, do uh, Robert Klein. I can't stop my leg. Do that. I I will learn what that is and then I will faithfully recreate it. Oh. That you, you. I'm sorry. Wait, you don't know what that yeah. is. You've got a future ahead of you, young man. Get ready to uh, get ready to spend the night just going down a YouTube hole, watching Robert Klein footage. Oh, you've you. It's a a party coming down the pike for you. I'm excited because this means I haven't peaked yet. Like life can only get better from this moment. Life I can only get better. To. I hear you. I'm with you. Can only get better. Look, buddy. I appreciate We're going to make it together. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, it. let's not push it. Make it together. All right. Click it down a notch. Best show, you're on the air. <laughs> this is not Tom, is it? It is Tom. Hey, this is Matt. Hey, Matt, what's up? I am calling to tell my uh, celebrity mishap story. All right, let's hear it. Um, Mike Gordon of Fish uh, was at... You're going to love this because it involves multiple bands you lampoon. So, <laughs> and I love. Uh, but anyway, Mike Gordon of Fish was at a Humphreys McGee show. And uh, my friend and I spotted him, and they have these weird casket things off to the side. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he was chilling in one of those, and I'm like, oh, cool, Mike Gordon. I'll go say something really smart to him. Wait, he and was so chilling in a what? What was he, a casket? They, right. So they have these, they renovated since I moved from there. It's in Philadelphia, the electric factory, and uh, they used to have these things that were slanted on the side of the walls, and they looked like caskets because they were kind of, like, enclosed on all sides, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, he was in one of those, and I'm like, okay, what can I say to this guy? It's a small venue. I'm sure I'll be seeing him later. And I had all this time to plan, uh, and eventually he's standing nearby me, and I go up to him and say, uh, hey, Mike, I'm a big fan of your work, and then follow that with, would you like to play chess? (laughs) You asked him at a rock club. You asked the bass player, the the (laughs) Segway enthusiast, Mike Gordon from the the band Fish. The Segway enthusiast, yes. Whether he wanted to, uh, whether he wanted to play chess, where in the club? That was precisely his thought after I had said it and realized, yeah, where are we going to play that? He, he just leans right back in my ear. Where are we going to play this? Mm-hmm. He said uh, that. Touche. He said that to you. He said, "Yeah, where where, where are we going to play this?" You want to know and what? I'm like, <laughs> you got a better you got a better shake from that dude than you deserved. That's a dumb question. <laughs> But, Play yeah, chess. It, it's it's one of my shining moments for yeah. sure. Wow! And then followed up to point out obscure songs he didn't even remember recording, saying that I love them. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, foot in the mouth. That happens, man. Out of the tube, kind of thing. It <laughs> happens. Sometimes you say the wrong thing to Mike Gordon. Sometimes you uh, get hung up on. That's how it goes, man. There's the crack of the beer. AP Mike is in the game. Guys, I'm going to take this opportunity 
to tell you something. I know a lot of you guys are all, you're, we got a lot of creative types out there listening to the show and you all have things you want to do and make or say or sell even. You know, one of the trickiest parts of this whole thing, getting your voice out there to the world on the web, is the tech part of it. Look, I have no idea how to do this stuff. I still have no idea how to post a picture on my own message board. I don't know how to post a picture. It's pretty shameful at this point how bad I am. But look, I got ideas. That's the, that's the conundrum now. How do you get your ideas out there? Well, thankfully, people like us have Squarespace in our corner to help us out. Squarespace, Squarespace makes it easy to build a beautiful website without breaking a sweat. They provide simple, powerful, and beautiful website templates for you to work with. And those templates are part of Squarespace's responsive design, which means your website scales to look great on any device. And every website you build with Squarespace comes with a free online store if you want it. So that way you can sell the thing that you make and get it out to people and they can buy it. But if you just want something simple, you just want a basic site, then you use Squarespace's cover page feature, which lets you put up a beautiful one-page online presence in a matter of minutes. They give you 24-7 online customer support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. So cut yourself some slack. Stop struggling. Try to do everything yourself. Start a trial with uh, Squarespace. No credit card required. You can start building that website today. When you go over, be sure to use the offer code BESTSHOW to get 10% off your first purchase over at squarespace.com. That's how you show your support for the best show over at squarespace.com. Your first purchase, you enter in best show, use that offer code and you will get 10% off on your first purchase. And we thank Squarespace for sponsoring the best show and supporting the best show. And we appreciate it. And I tell you that Squarespace Build it beautiful. Now, guys, I'm going to go to the phones right now. I'm told. Squarespace. Oh. Build it beautiful. <laughs> All right. I'm being told that the, the I'm done talking to Riff Raff for right the now. time being. Can you turn? You? That's me. You're talking to me. I think you need to turn that down, whatever I you I turned had. it off. I turned it off. You I turned it off. I thought you were reading the ad. I guess you pre-recorded that. No, I did read it. That was a live read. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> what is that? Was a live read, Kristen Shaw. How are you? Wait, am I on the air now? You are. Yes. Welcome to the show. Oh. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. There must be a delay in my in my internet stream. Um, you really nailed that ad read, by the way. I was I bought all the thing that you were sell, selling. What squares? I bought all the squares. You bought all the squares. Thank you. There are none left, everybody. (laughs) There are no squares left. Chris and Shaw bought all of them. Also, I was was listening to you tell the the young man um, from Brooklyn who's going to do an open mic at Creek and Cave. 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 You 
you basically were selling him Joanna Newsom's act. I, I don't know if that was good advice. For him to bring a harp on stage? Yeah. But she doesn't play a harmonica a also. Harps. couple harps. Yeah, she does. Yes, she does. So she plays harmonica and harp. Does she have like the the Bob Dylan harmonica bracket? Yeah, sometimes she gets so into it, she just, she, with the harmonica in her mouth, she starts like just running it across the harp. All right. See, I don't know this stuff. I don't know. No, I have You I've made that. Her. That sounds. <laughs> I have never been to her concert, but that would be pretty, pretty awesome. That would be awesome. If you went to see Joanna Newsom and she was playing her big harp and all of a sudden yeah. she reached in her pocket and pulled out a little harmonica and started playing both of them at the same time. Yeah. And then but then took her the harmonica in her mouth and got and just started running her face her her harmonica <laughs> face up and down the heart. Yeah, and then like she would probably start bleeding cuz I'm sure those strings are thick. Yeah, and that's how you know you've made a real good show. It's like it, unless Yeah, unless you see her Unless she, if she's not bleeding, you didn't get a good Joanna Newsom concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't have Joanna <laughs> blood speckles like on some part of you, then you didn't see her perform. You yeah. saw her phone. Yeah, exactly. You got a you. She phoned it in that night. Yeah. Now speaking of phoning it in, Kristen Shaw, I'm you you have phoned in to this show. This is the first time you've been on the show. That's too bad. I'm I'm sorry about that. No, I, it it finally happened. I've had Kurt on a, a whole bunch of times. Your your comedy yeah, your comedy partner, Kurt Brownoller. Mm-hmm. The best. The he is the, the best. best. <laughs> he is the best. And I wanted to I guess I personally apologize for um intercepting your phone call with Jason Walner the other night. That was in poor taste, but I got so excited. <laughs> It was funny. When your name popped up. Yeah, I was calling Jason Walliner. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. And then all of a sudden I heard you screaming in the phone and I couldn't, that's all, I couldn't make out what you were saying, but I just heard screaming. I was just, I think I wasn't saying any words. I was screaming. Yes. I was in trouble. Well, um, well, look, you you had good reason to scream on Sunday night. Because Sunday night was the premiere of the show, The Last Man on Earth, which you yeah. are uh, uh, the the... the the you are not the last man on earth on the show. You are the you. It says two on the call sheet with your name, right? You look, it does say I'm number two on the call sheet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So look, Will Forte is the last man on earth, but then you are the 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 last woman on earth, and mm-hmm. you're on the show 
And the show's so great. It really is. I was so excited watching the show. I was like, this is so good. And then, like, the next day I was like, well, let me go check online and see. Clearly, there's no way anybody could have watched it if I liked no it way. that much. But then I looked, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, everybody watched it. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that. Wasn't I, it? I, I was in your book, Tom. I was like, and that was that was a real fun time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even want to look at the Internet. And I made myself not look at the Internet for 15 seconds. And because I have, I'm, it's like I'm a junkie on it. But it was good news. It was fine. It was a perfectly fine breakfast. I was happy. Yeah. It, yeah, it did. It, like, a lot of people... Because, look, everybody likes the qual- quality-wise, everybody's like, this show's great, and everybody's great on it. But then it's like, all of a sudden, like, it got real ratings. I was like, oh, finally, something, like, intersects that I like that's not just going to go fade away into the distance. Yeah. Did you feel kind of patriotic, maybe? A little bit. I felt a little patriotic. The idea that America signed off on... The last man on earth. Yeah. So, how, you you started on this? Uh, uh, you you guys have done a bunch of these now, right? How many did you film of the show? Uh, we we shot thirteen, and the last day of filming was uh, last Monday. And you know, I see this. Is, I don't know if this is that interesting, but you directed all those. You directed a couple of incredible real estate videos. I did. Um, well, the, they're amazing. And that album, I think this may be boring, but I listened to that album um, nonstop working on the show. I don't know why, but it was just the perfect album for me for the show. It's a great album. Yeah, those guys are awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all. Yeah, that's, especially that's... Crime. The Crime is, I just would just hit that on repeat over and over. But that video is good. Do you listeners know that you direct music videos? Do, do, do these people listening know? Yeah. They know. They know. They Look, they don't. The audience, they, there's good people listening to this show. They they pay attention. <laughs> they they follow what's going on. So you're doing this show, and now you're also, yeah. you have Bob's Burger. So you are like the, you are like the emperor of Fox now, pretty much. Like, you're just <laughs> like, like, you're the, 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 the center point of all these things. Of the Sunday night lineup. Well, I guess so. I wouldn't say the center point, but I, but I am, I'm spoiled rotten by Fox at this. Yeah, jeez, I'm embarrassed. I was embarrassed when they said the show would be on Sunday night, actually, because I was just like, people are gonna be burnt the f out. Let's spread it around. They're, they're gonna be. But, you're worried they're gonna be shawled out. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, they're not. It's just, one is a cartoon and one is live action, so mm-hmm. I think it's okay. Yeah. No. Please. People can hardly get their fill of you. They're not going to get sick of you. <laughs> hey, you. You're hired. They want... People are watching 800 episodes of Family Guy. I think they can hang with you doing a couple things. That's true. That's yeah. true. You're right. You're right. So when you start on a show like 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 uh, uh, this, when you start on something that's like new and it's kind of different like that, is it what is that what is that like for you to like? Are you just going into it like, hey, whatever happens happens. Let's just see where we go, and or are you just like, 
trying to figure it out ahead of time and and you know what I mean like, yeah well like, I had a lot of time before we started filming because I knew I was doing a show like around this time at the end of February and we didn't start shooting till you know September October mm-hmm. so I had a, a lot of time to to figure out like what what the character was like I guess um but then also yeah you're just sort of blind about it like but like a couple of times the directors would be like, we could tan up or we could do this, but I just don't know like what's the tone of what's the, I don't know what the show is. And I would be like, neither do we. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so everybody's <laughs> just kind of looking at each other like, is this, is this the show? Yeah. I mean, obviously Will and Phil and Chris had a very, like, sing- Will had a very singular. He knew exactly what the show is and what the tone it was supposed to be. And, um, you know, and he he's very um he's very diligent about making sure all all the details were in place. Mm-hmm. But it still is sort of like, you know, you learn as you go. I think you just don't know exactly like you know, I, that's what's fun about it. You don't know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And then but and you make them and they're kind of in a vacuum because it's like you're done shooting them before anybody sees them. It's not like you're getting feedback from people as you're and then you're it's not like you're on the set this week now knowing that everybody loved the show and stuff. You guys did that in in a bubble. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the ultimate treat is just to get to create something with nobody judging it or even aware of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was great. Like, I didn't have to um, come to work and be like, I don't know, hey, Carol. <laughs> and, uh-huh. like, go and, like, try to put on a happy face. Like, I could just, nobody knew about her. It was great. It was so fun that it was almost like, and making the show was, like, the absolute dream job for me. That I, I honestly was like kind of like, oh, do we have to share it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Can this just be for us? Uh-huh. <laughs> but I guess they want that money, so. I get yeah. at some point it can't just be. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> why you guys. You, at some point, you can't just film it and then watch it at home. They're gonna want yeah, other people to see it. Apparently that that was yeah I didn't realize that. Was part <laughs> That's of it. it's kind of the way the the it's kind of a money deal, the whole it is. thing. It is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it that's that's generally how this whole thing shakes out. Because you know, do, it's cr- do you ever have projects like that though that you had so much fun making and that you loved so much that you just like didn't really want to set them free to the world like you just wanted to put them in a tiny little little box with a lock under your bed and be like, this is really good and it's all mine. Kristen, that- Kristen I don't have the opportunity. I can't. The, I, I, the people don't want what I'm doing. This I don't have... Weird. I don't have... People come down to my neighborhood. They're sl- it's like they're slumming. They come down to my neighborhood. They come, they're no, slumming, they, then they go back home are. to their mansion. Then they go back yeah. home. They come out, they hang with Tom. They come down and <laughs> hang with Tom. It's like they're... They go see like their old their old high school buddy, who they have a good time with. But then there's just like, yeah, we saw enough of him. Let's go back to our mansions now with all the other <laughs> successful people. So I don't have the I don't have the luxury of putting things in a box under my bed. I have to show everybody. Everybody's got to see everything I make. I need everyone to see everything. 
Well, that's the right attitude in, in, in general. That's why you make stuff. But I just, I mean, you're the real deal, Sharpie. You, oh. You're an artist. And you've got to accept good. that. I've got to accept that I'm an artist. I don't yeah. know. All right. You know what? I accept I know. It. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> You're an artist, Kristen Shaw. You no. have done so many well, things. You got, you've been doing, cause you, you, you started, when did you come to New York? When did you move, first move to New York? 2000. Okay. And you grew up in Colorado. In Colorado, yeah. And you, you, you was a pretty, you had a pretty, uh, a pretty rural life comparatively, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like we had, we had cows, and uh, there was a big field behind us, and no sidewalks, <laughs> no cement yeah. to roller skate around on. Yeah, and did you go like when you went to the movies? How far away was the movie theater? Oh, it was probably like a nine-minute drive. Oh, well, that's not bad. That's not. That's actually not bad. It's no. not. Yeah, no, it's nine minutes away. That's better than. Oh yeah, the town was really close. Yeah, so, so it was just cows and a movie theater. And a mall. We had the Twin Peaks Fashion Mall. That was pretty important to me. Uh huh. <laughs> what was your favorite store in the Twin Peaks Fashion Mall? Oh, the Walden Books, because I love those Christopher Pike novels. Which are, they're like R.L. Stein, but not as popular. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same. Now, were you the kind of kid that carried a book around all the time? Oh, good question. Um, no, I don't think so. I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't nose deep in books. I was definitely a real, you know, chatty Cathy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> were you? Were you like a book, a book guy? Yeah, I carried books around and would kind of hide... Like, just always have a book on me. But then, you know what's funny about that now is, like, when you – and then when I see a kid now who's, like, holding a book when he's out with his family or her family, then it's like, oh, that kid is like – like, I understand that kid. But then if books are being replaced by Kindles and things like that or iPads, it's like you see a kid with that, it doesn't mean they got a book on there. Think of the dumbest right. thing you – the dumbest thing you've ever seen could be on that Kindle. It's like – Right. Yeah. Right. They could just be like looking at the internet on their iPhones without reading a book on it. Yeah. It's it's hard to spot those kids now. So it's right. A, it's right. A, it's a little weird because they, they used to just. I, it was like a habit to always have a book with me. I don't even. I was there. I never read it. I don't think I ever read it. What was I going to like <laughs> tell my family while while we're all eating at at uh, Sizzler that I'm just going to read this book now? No, they didn't want that. So, so when you came to New York, what was what brought you to New York, Kristen? Oh, the bright lights. Um, I wanted to make it big. I did. I saw. I saw the movie Muppets Take Manhattan uh-huh. at that movie theater in Longmont, and I was like, "I'm sold. This is like a great place to go." I'd never been there before. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we never vacationed as a family. So yeah, I just sort of showed up. Um, and just, and tried to be an actress, and that didn't work out. So then I and then I did some open mics, just like that Brooklyn gentleman. I forget his name, Danny or something. Yeah, yeah. and that that was my life. What he's doing was my life for years. Just kind of, just kind of work in the 
Does the like work in all the all the shows? Did you do um? Did you do stuff at, at uh? Eating it? Did you catch? Or were you, um, was that right? Eating before? it. I worked up to. I when I first got to New York, it was so depressing, and I happened to find the Eating It show at Luna Lounge, mm-hmm. and I walked in, and Mark Marin, of course, was hosting. Jim Garoppolo was there. Eugene actually was doing stuff, and. Um, oh man, and John Glazer and John Benjamin were doing things together, and Pat the whole crew. David Cross was around, and I was just like, I would go every Monday night, and I would pay the seven dollars, and I would get the free drink. Yeah. It was a great deal. Stand in the back for two years, and I didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> I would just go stand quietly, study it, and then leave. And then I finally got the guts to give Jeff Singer a tape. Mm-hmm. And I got on, and I ended up doing, I only ended up doing Eating It two or three times, but I got to do the last Eating It show. Oh, was, wow. Yeah. That's, you know who, I I had the, except for the performing part, I had the exact same experience with Eating It, where I would go, sometimes I would go with a, with uh, a couple of my friends, sometimes I'd go by myself, but I would go in, have my free drink, ticket, and I would stand there and I talked to nobody for the longest <laughs> time. I was terrified being there because for people who don't know this, eating it was this show on Ludlow down in the uh, what's that, the Lower East Side? Is that what you call yeah, that? Yeah, by so, Capstelli, a couple doors down from Cat's Deli. Yeah, so it was. A, it's right around the corner from Cat's Deli, where the where when Harry met Sally, the scene with Meg Ryan uh, uh, coming all coming all over the food. Yes, ex- <laughs> yes, <laughs> that scene. Um, <laughs> that uh, so, but it was this. It was this show. Where you'd go on a Monday night, you didn't know, for the longest time, they never told anybody who was on any of the bills. You would just show up, and yeah. and you'd go there, and you would just watch whoever was on the thing. And it really was. Like, Mark Maron was there every week, and it was like watching him just from change from week to week. You could you could Seeing him do that was like the first person I saw... I was like, wow, you can do things like this and you don't have to just be up there in a good mood or just doing your act or things like that. Like there'd be weeks where he'd be in, he'd just, he'd be working jokes out and there'd be other weeks where he was not in a good mood and he would do that. And it's like, oh, all of these are, are valid. That was, he was the first person I figured that out from. It's just like, you don't have to be one way. Like it doesn't have to just be pro when you're up there. Um, but yeah, and everybody was there, and that's where I saw uh, John Benjamin do stuff, and you know John Glazer and Sam Cedar, and oh yeah, all those guys. Yeah. Was, we were probably standing next to each other. We probably were, and <laughs> and then you, then you'd see like Janine Garofalo go there, and it's like, oh my god, it's a famous person is in the. I know. Like you could, I could not believe how. It was to actually see actual famous people in a room that held like a hundred. Oh, a tiny room. Yeah, because it was just a. Yeah. It was like an afterthought of a room. Mm-hmm. And it got so big they had to put a TV out in the bar area. Mm-hmm. I remember, it just got so popular. 
Yeah, because because they yeah. just could not fit everybody into the into the club, and they, but they wanted to shut the doors so it wouldn't make noise. So they yeah they they ran a TV out there. That's when you uh, that was for the people who didn't know how to do it right. I was always I looked at them as like the suckers. Like you, you can't show up at seven o'clock and expect to get in the yeah, room. You show up, you get in line, and you don't talk to put your head down. <laughs> yeah, keep your head down, have your cash in hand. And you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from that show. I and I do remember. I'm, I remember Mark Maron specifically also because he was just so raw up there and so. And I never, I'd never seen anything like it before. I mean, I, I was still learning about stand up coming from Colorado, but it was like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this guy, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was like sitting on a stool, just like throwing, just throwing emotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, it was, it was great. And it just, that was, that was such a formative thing for me. And it's, I, I, it's exciting to know that that, meant a lot to you too because that really uh, that shaped so much of what i tried to do and and finally talking to people it's so funny that you you finally at some point you just have to say something to someone when you're there (laughs) and it's like i think andy blitz was the first person i said something Uh, to so blitz oh he now blitz did this thing i have a bald do where i remember uh interesting sets that none of the other comedians do. And I remember, like, I remember the set that Galifianakis did. Mm-hmm. And I keep describing it to him every time I see him. He did it at Largo in L.A. in, like, you know, 2004 or something. He's like, I don't remember. And I was like, but then you pulled out that rubber dildo. And he's like, mm-hmm. I don't. And that and Blitz had this thing that he, <laughs> it's still, he talked about a sitcom he was trying to sell. And he laid out the, the premise that it was a man stuck in a piano. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't remember it, but I, I, still, I still do. Yeah, those are in those like that's like tattooed on your brain now. But he's just yeah. like, what? Oh, I don't know. Is that me? <laughs> that might not have been me. But now you yeah. must have things like that that people rem- saw you do at Hot Tub because you you and Kurt Brownell have been doing this show for how long? Have you guys been doing Hot Tub? Ten years, Tom. Ten years. Ten years. And you yeah. moved, you actually moved it from one end of the country to the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? That. I'm so happy that happened. Yeah. Cause that was, uh, cause you guys were both here. And then who moved to LA first? You moved to LA first. I did. I did, obviously. Yeah. And then I remember, I, I remember Kurt saying that he was gonna do both. He, he couldn't said, live without, he couldn't live without. He me. could not live without you, but. He had this thing where he said, I'm going to do, I'll do like winters in LA and then I'll come back. It's like, no, you're not. You're nobody ever comes back. Like you're not coming back. And then he does, he comes back for work and stuff, but he's, you have to be like, you have to have like $50 million to be able to like split your life between two coasts. Yes, that is so true. That's, I mean, that's always been, I think that's part of the reason why he and I stayed for so long, too, is there got a point where neither of us were, like, there wasn't a ton of work for us to do in New York, but we just loved the city so much. And then it was just like, well, we buy Coastal, and it's like, no, buddy, yeah, no, there's like, 
So, yeah, it's like the, the top of the 1% of people in America can yeah. do that. Yeah. Can, like, afford an apartment in New York and a yeah. you know, like, who I'm, can do that? Exactly. I'm not, I'm not Lorne Michaels. I can't swing. Right. I can't swing that. <laughs> but he, he can swing. Maybe someday, Kurt, will, you'll, you'll get there. In, like, two years, you'll, I don't know why I'm even saying this to you. In two years, you're going to be swinging that. You think so, Tom? Yes, with all this... Oh my God. All this last if man and last man on I'm earth money. Buy, oh, that last man money's gonna come in. I'm gonna buy you a brand new art warehouse. <laughs> okay, I can't. And, I, uh, yeah, I can't wait. So what? So you? So you have two? Sh- you have you have Bob's Burgers? Is is uh, where is that at now? Is that back now? Is it coming back? Where where is yeah, it in the run? It's back. It's, uh, I think we're on season five. Okay. And but the seasons are all weird. Seasons were weird because sometimes they, at the beginning, they were a little shaky about us, so they would order nine, <laughs> and then that was like a season. So I'm always confused about what season it is. Yeah, but what constitutes what constitutes a season? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Like as long as they just keep, as long as they don't shut the door, that's all that matters. You call it whatever okay. you want to call it, just don't shut the door. Let them keep drawing Bob and Linda. You know, let them keep drawing it. Exactly. So, what what else do you have for for 2015? Any anything <laughs> exciting here? You have well, the, I you, I don't even know how you could fit anything else. You have Last Man on yeah. Earth. You have Bob's Burgers. You have Hot Tub. Uh-huh. I have a I have a good Hot Tub brunch. Well, Bob's Burgers is going on tour in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll probably be there along the like to Minneapolis, Chicago. Sold out. Sold out. Sold out, sold out. New York, Boston. Um, so that that's coming up in March, and then I'm going to a wedding in April. I'm looking at my calendar. Okay. You know, Easter. Well, this wedding, this wedding is not a. There is the wedding sold out. I think the wedding sold out. To be honest, okay, I think it was oversold. Okay. Uh, yeah. Standing room um, only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But I don't have, it's pretty open, you know, just like, just, uh, just like, I'm back to usual now where things are, uh, woo! So I'm looking through the calendar, Tom, and it mm-hmm. is, uh, <laughs> it's got a lot of numbers where the days are, and then a lot of, uh, but, but Mondays are full for hot tubs. Okay. Every Monday night I got a hot tub show, so yeah. that's good. All right, well, we'll, you, it's kind of, look, there's enough. These people, what more do they want from you? You give them the, yeah. exactly right now. Yeah. <laughs> now, Kristen Shaw, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions, and then I will let okay. you go on with the rest of your evening. But maybe we'll, we'll be able to um, have more conversations down the road because I really enjoyed this. You can call any time you want. Oh, that's right! I got the number now. You do. You have the number. <laughs> you call me any time you want, Kristen. Like that Frederick, that Frederick's guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're just yeah. like. I hope. I hope this Bob's Burgers tour is not going to Newport Ritchie. That's all I hope. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think we sold very many tickets there <laughs> for so the Newport you. Ritchie show. No. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you can call anytime you want. You are awesome, and I've I've been such a huge fan of yours forever. And oh, vice versa, Sharpling. No. Bye. Mother F and Bertha. You hear that, Mike? 
See? <laughs> I get no... You know what's ironic, though, is that you are on Bob's Burgers and The Last Man on Earth, but I am the last man on Earth to apparently do a voice on Bob's Burgers. Oh! Wait, are you saying you're going to? No! No, I'm saying no. Apparently, apparently everyone else on Earth is going to do one before I do. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that that's true. <laughs> no, it is true. Don't worry, it is true. Everyone else is going to do one before I do. Don't worry. look. I'm not, I'm not tap dancing for work right now. No, I take that back. Strike that from the record. Now we're going to go to the rapid fire questions. I'm not begging okay, for well, work. I'm going to see. I'm not going to look. Work. Sure, Andy Kindler. Look, Andy Kindler. Of course, let Andy Kindler do just twelve voices on the show. Of course, Andy Kindler. <laughs> you got to let. John Benjamin has to do kid number four. Of course, you can't let. Yeah, no you reason. know, you're totally right. You got Bobby Tisdale on there. Got Bob, it's yeah. like, where's the Everybody. Yeah, Exactly. Sam right. Cedar. Every, it's like, uh, yeah. It's a, what, look, I'm not going to. It's neither here nor there. Here are the rapid okay. fire questions. Okay, here we go. And this is going to be a staple of, of the show now, these rapid fire questions. Okay. Here Good. we go. To get people hooked. Ten, ten rapid fire questions. Number one, what's the dumbest purchase you've ever made? Oh, any, anything clothing wise on the internet. Okay, anything clothing wise. All right. Question number two, would you push Eric Clapton out of a hot air balloon or would you launch him into space? Oh, I, well, I would. Oof, he's going to die. Is he coming back from space? How high up is the hot air balloon? Is death involved? I mean. Okay, how high would how high up would you want the hot air balloon to be though? Do you want to just you want a little rolling ankle? If it just started a little like it was like oh it's like three feet off the ground, I'm like yeah. Okay, so out of the hot air balloon, three feet off the ground. What is the most? He's not, you know, he'll die up there unless you tell me he can come back. Yeah, no, then he's gone. He's gone if we shoot him into space. Question three: What's the most popular movie you've never seen? Oh, um, popular movie that I've never seen. I know the most popular movie that I hate that I have seen. Um, What's that? There will be blood. I am not a fan. <laughs> I am not a fan. It's I'm a the only one. Um, okay, popular movie that I've never seen. Well, popular movie that I've never. Oh, there's. Oh, geez, this is tough. Um, I. I uh, um, no, I saw that. What's a popular, name a popular I've never movie. seen, look, I've never seen Titanic. Oh, I saw it four times in the theater. Okay. It was so good. That's what I hear. Um, I hear it's pretty good. What about Gladiator? I've never seen Gladiator. Okay, that's a popular movie. Yeah, it won an Oscar. It, it did? Was... Yeah, all right. So Gladiator. Yeah. Let's see. What is the longest you've ever gone without sleeping? Maybe like 14 hours. <laughs> wow, okay. That's... I got to sleep. It doesn't yeah. matter. I if you were on the run, where would you hide? I'm <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> really taking my time with this rapid part. Um, I would hide, if I was on the run, um, I guess I would hide, <laughs> hide in the well of a, like a tire well. Okay, a tire well. All right. Um, let's see. What's the what? Uh, enough with this nerd stuff, right? No, I love the nerd. Okay. The nerd All right. Okay. What makes you sad? Um, probably 
just like uh, just a weird melancholy feeling when the day slows down and it's like four o'clock and you haven't accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so four o'clock. Okay. Four, four or five o'clock almost every day. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> who who doesn't get their just desserts? Who doesn't get their just desserts? Oh, um, Tom Sharpling. Oh. <laughs> Final one. What what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever said to a celebrity? Oh, oh, that's oh, that's easy. I uh, I was. This is the longer answer, but I um did, I met Karen O mm-hmm. from the Yeah Yeah Yes, and I am such a big fan. And I was hit, she was friends with David Cross, I guess, and we were doing a show, and all of a sudden I'm in a bar. I, I'm setting it up like, what were you doing there? Why were you even talking to her? Well, you know, I I had, it was a comfortable environment to talk, and she was just chatting about something, but I knew everything about her. So I, she was like, said something about college. And I'm like, but that's before or after you transferred to Oberlin or something. <laughs> and it was so, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal, but, but it was a little awkward, and, um, I, and I wanted to die. Oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> well, Kristen Shaw... Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Everybody's uh, the last man on earth is so great, and it's on oh, Sunday. It's on Sunday nights at nine thirty on Fox. And Fox. Bo- I, I know you all got your Walking Dead. I know Walking Dead, Walking Dead. But m- maybe you could give a little comedy show that could a chance. Exactly. And when Bob's Burgers is also on Sunday nights on Fox. At 7.30. I'm not worried about Bob's. Bob's is a built-in audience. But, yeah, please watch Bob's, too, because it's um, it's a quality show. It won an Emmy. I mean, it won an Emmy. So, if you're into that. <laughs> yeah, if you're into awards. Yeah, it does matter to you. Yeah. Well, we got one. So. It's Emmy Award winning. Well, Kristen, thank you so much, and um, you call anytime you want. I will, and have a great night, and you're the best, and I'm a big fan, and you're an artist, and you better have a good night now. Oh, all right, now I will. Okay. I appreciate bye, it. Bye, Doug. Like, bye. You like that, Mike? Yeah. See? We got stuff going on here. Candid. What's that? Candid. Who's candid? She was candid. Wow, she's awesome. That was great. Kristen Shaw. Alright, who's good here, Mike? One? I'm going with three. I don't trust you're off tonight. I don't trust Mike. Best show, you're on the air. Huh? Tom? Yeah. Hey, uh, Oh, man, I'm so happy to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking my call. I, I was so nervous that I forgot Mike's name when I, when he picked up. So thank mm-hmm. you, Mike, for putting me through, too. So yeah, Mike. Alex. Thanks, Mike. Thank, thank you, Mike. So what's up tonight, Alex? Well, I had um, something from the things you wish you could take back. Yeah, well, that was a topic we had on the table a couple weeks ago, things you wish you could take back. What do you... Alex, where are you calling from, Alex? Uh, Sunset Park. From Sunset Park. I'm assuming that's in California. <laughs> no, in Brooklyn. What the kind? 
There's no neighborhood called Sunset Park. Sounds like somebody tricked you. No. Sunset Park. Where's that? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. that sounds like a thing a realtor makes up. (laughs) Well, we have a thing in Sunset Park. Uh, I do have some availabilities in Sunset Park. And then you're just like rolling in off the turnip truck. You got something in Sunset Park? Yeah, sign me up. They said it was South Williamsburg. South, that's even dumber than South Williamsburg. <laughs> Sunset Park. Oh my goodness. I I hope that's I hope you don't think that's a real thing. Uh I don't know. Sunset Park. So, okay, tell me, what's in Sunset? What's the biggest thing in Sunset Park now? Oh, there's really nothing. That's the only place I can afford to live in Brooklyn anymore. So I'm out here. You sure it's not just like a parking lot or something? Like, it's not just like, are there a lot of like, like U-Haul vans around you? (laughs) Where, Uh, like, I don't know what Sunset Park I think you got ripped off, my friend. It's between uh, Park Slope and Coney Island. Yeah, that's like... I know. All right, look. God bless you. I hope you're having the time of your life out there in Sunset Park. (laughs) Thank you. What's what's cooking? Okay, do you want to hear my my things you wish you could take back? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I know one thing you would want to take back is saying yes mm-hmm. to that realtor. The Sunset Park. Yeah, when the realtor said, uh, I have a place in Sunset Park. And then you were like, yup. I'll take it. Yeah. So, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. What do you want, wish you could take back? Okay, well, uh, in Sunset Park, there's a strip club. And I don't go to strip clubs ever, but I got dragged there one night by... Uh, a couple friends. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be fun. Mm-hmm. So get in there and it's... When you say awesome. friends, is this friend like... Is this like friend the way like like the friend you see in the mirror friend? Like that kind of like, we should go to a strip club tonight. Yeah, great idea, friend. <laughs> is that what it is? A little weird? <laughs> talking to yourself? Um, Yeah. Let's go. You look in the mirror, see AP Mike looking back at you. Apparently, by the voice I'm doing. So, okay, so you you you, you go you go to a, a strip club. Yeah. And I go in there. Well, should I preface by saying we were kind of partaking a little bit? In of what? And like like the wacky tobacco. Okay. So I don't know. I don't like this story. I don't like this story. But go ahead. I'm going to let it proceed. I'm going to let this. This story goes forward because I want it to be an indictment on you. It's the only reason I'm letting this story go forward. This is You're going to hoist yourself by your own petard uh, with this one. Okay. So I go in there and it's super awkward and I feel like every eye is on me. And I'm sitting there just trying to drink a $8 Heineken and the stripper comes up and she's next to me and she's getting closer and it's so awkward 
And she says, hey, what's going on? And my friends go, talk to her, talk to her. And I say, what do you think happens to you when you die? All right, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you. I didn't know what to say. Okay, well, look, I, I was reading... I, can I rent you some property in North Williamsburg? <laughs> it's actually a, it's a it's a it's a uh, an ice flow out in the Hudson with with a mini fridge on it on it and uh, like a, a dorm couch. I was reading a book on near death experiences. You going to the Bell House? See the see us live. I really want to. Are the tickets still available? There's tickets for the fourth show. I will be there. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. All well, right. How are you? Uh, thank you. Goodbye. This guy. Oh, that guy's driving me nuts. That's a that's a low quality call, Mike. No, I no, I'm not saying you were responsible for that, Mike. I'm just saying that guy, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a five-star flop. That guy. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Doing all right. Who's this? This is Harry Charles calling from Madison. What's going on, Harry? Uh, not much. I have a Kristen Shaw story that I am kind of embarrassed about. Uh, a couple years ago. She had, went on tour with John Hodgman and uh, Eugene Merman, and they were coming to Milwaukee. And I saw an old friend of mine on Facebook put, hey, I've got an extra ticket to the show if anybody wants to go. And I immediately was like, yeah, I'd love to. And uh, we didn't really confer back and forth anything after that. And I thought, okay, I can go to Milwaukee. I, I live in Madison. I can go to Milwaukee and meet my sister, hang out with uh, her new baby who I haven't seen that much. And... Uh, spend a whole good day and then see the show at night so i spent the day with her and uh her son wesley we were went to a art museum and then we went to the public market which is a really good like um food marketplace you can get fresh fish you can get uh good sandwiches anything you want really and i got this facebook message from this guy and he's like yeah so i'm not really feeling the show so if you want that ticket just come over to my house in madison and pick it up Mm-hmm. And I'm already in Milwaukee, so I'm like, oh, shoot, I guess I'm not going to this show. And as soon as, just when I read that, um, through the front door comes John Hodgman, Eugene Merman, and Kristen Shaw. And John Hodgman is holding a video camera, and he looks around the place and looks at me and my nephew and just lines it to us and starts interviewing us. No, this I got to hear. All right. So he comes over. To, so Hodgman, John Hodgman. Hodgman. Yeah, uh, the act, the actor, and and raconteur, and he himself. But you don't get to goof on him that way. That's 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 uh, it's rare air, my friend. Rare air. You don't get to tease him. No, I love him. He, he treated me so well. Yeah, of course you love him. He's great. Rare air. I, I don't like the presumptuousness. Hey, Mister PC himself. You him. Yeah. Okay. So he comes up. He starts videotaping you. Then what happens? Uh, yeah, he just asks us questions, or asks me questions, who is this, and I just say, yeah, well, I'm on a Terry, and he's like, you're going to the show tonight, and I was like, I, I thought I was, but I guess I don't have a ticket, because uh, my buddy ditched me, and then he told me to pull out my phone and start recording him, 
and he asked me, asked me what his name was. You know, I was like, Ryan Lee. He's like, all right. Um, he's like, okay, hit record. And I record. And he was like, uh, hey, Ryan, uh, good job ditching your buddy Harry Charles. But guess what? He doesn't need you because I'm getting him into the show. Uh, so take a hike, dirtbag. And he told me to post it. All right, this is boring. This is... I'm getting dizzy with that one. Are there any any, any women on, on hold, Mike? Let's get some women. I, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of these. This... Just no no more dudes right now. These dudes. Look, God bless all of them. But, uh. It's, it's, it's just, it's like, and that guy, that guy was perfectly fine. And just, uh. The only problem was the boring thing he was saying. That's it. But other than that, he was great. He was just telling me every detail. I thought it was, uh. It's, I thought it was an, I was stuck in an episode of 24. Real time, except if uh, Jack Bauer went to uh, went to go see John Hodgman live. Yeah, I just start bouncing these dudes. Yeah, liven it up, guys. Liven it up. Fresh coat, a fresh coat of paint on these calls. You know what I mean, Mike? Fresh coat of paint. Now, let's burn through these. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. This is Adam in Forest Hills. Adam, what's up? Not much. Have you seen this AT&T commercial with that Mark Cuban puppet? With a Mark Cuban puppet? No, I haven't. I mean, it looks really lifelike. Like, it it almost looks real. No, you're talking you about it, this is your your comedy routine. You're, you, there's a one with Mark Cuban in it. And you're claiming that's a puppet, right? Is that what you're going for? Oh, come on. Come on he what? Stinks in it. He stinks in it. Stinks. Well, well, okay, look, it's not like you went to go see him in Iceman Cometh. It's like you saw him in a commercial. What, do you want your, a refund from an AT&T commercial you saw? Y- yeah. Goodbye. You're banned for five years. Five-year ban on that guy. I got I to gotta take the wheel on this thing. Besho, you're on the air. Hi, my name is Corey from Providence, Rhode Island. What's up, Corey? Um, well, I was listening to a lot of Paul Stanley stage banter in your absence, and one really stuck with me, if I could share it. What is it? Well, he's in Richmond, and he says, uh, people, when we started this band, uh, they told us no one would want us, but Richmond, you proved, us, proved them they were wrong. And then he says, later when we took off the makeup 30 years ago, they said no one would want us. But five million records later, Richmond, you proved them they were wrong. Give yourself a hand. I just, I don't know if that's a humble brag or what it is, but I wanted to share that. I love the Paul Stanley. I love Paul Stanley talking. Uh, I had one question for Christian Shaw, if that's possible. Well, it's not possible. She's gone. That segment is over. These guys. No more guys. No more guys. They're ba- they're all bad. Unless, um, Mike, unless they pop tonight, 
these guys, this is like, it's a, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like a waiting room. It's like, a, it's like a, I feel like I'm waiting for my uh, oil to get changed. Sitting in a gas station waiting for the, from the, like you get a flat and you go to a gas station you weren't expecting to. You end up sitting in one of those gas station, like the one area where like the desk is and there's like two chairs. And you're just like staring at the guys. He sits at the desk eating. That's what I feel like from these guys tonight. Like gray paint. A lot of gray paint tonight. A whole lot of gray paint. Guys, liven it up. If you're not going to light it up, don't don't call. We we got to get some d- dynamism in here. Shows about the show's already on the ropes in in the larger sense. We're getting lapped by uh, uh, everybody. Everybody's lapping us. Uh, yeah, you you guys are, are calling up, and it's uh, it's like a, uh, it's like a, it's like a, a clogged toilet. It's like every call is like a clogged toilet. I feel like a, I feel like a roto rooter man trying to unclog these toilets, these verbal toilets. Who's good here, Mike? Two. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, hi, this is Ryan from Brooklyn. What's up, Ryan? Hey, I was wondering, did you see that photo of uh, LeBron James hugging J.R. Smith and Shumpert sort of really happy? I was just wondering uh, what you thought of that, the Knicks sort of like giving away their team. Well, the Knicks are garbage. They're dumping everybody. It's a trash team. It's run by uh, the the guy who runs it is a, a pile of trash, Phil Jackson. Most overrated guy in the history of uh, of sports with with that are played with uh, balls. Um, he's a complete fraud. He's never coached a team that didn't have a uh, a guy who is a top fifty player on it. And he's a, he's a he's a clown. And he came to New York. And if anything, he came as a secret agent from the Bulls just to ruin the Knicks one more time, just to frustrate the people of New York one final time. And I have a feeling when it's all said and done, he's going to uh, pull open his uh, suit jacket on, at the center of the floor of Madison Square Garden. He's going to be wearing a Bulls jersey. <laughs> but, but don't you think he could be tanking the team on purpose and then maybe they'll get a number one draft pick? Look, it's too, it's too late. It's over. It's over for the Knicks. They're, they're going to be bad until the 22nd century. All thanks, right, thanks. thanks See, the, that guy was lively at least. In, made a point, out. Three. Mike said three. I got to see what's on four. It's, 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 it's just how it goes. Mike liked three. Made me strangely want to know why he didn't recommend four. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. This is Nathan from Blacksburg. From where? Blacksburg, Virginia. Black. Hey, how can you assume I'd know where Blacksburg? Hey, it's me from Blacksburg. It's not like New Orleans. It's not like, hey, it's Nathan from New Orleans. And then I'm the dummy if I go, where's New Orleans? Blacksburg. Huh? Huh? Well, what's in Blacksburg that I should know about Blacksburg by by name only, without, without a state to ID it? Uh, Virginia Tech is here. I don't care about colleges. University. 
<laughs> okay, there's a school. Okay, there's a school there. Right. School everywhere. What, what's going on, Nathan? Uh, I'm calling for some advice. All right, this I, I am... like. This I like. This I like. Whoa, right. wait, right. let's. Right. What, what do we need advice on? I'm in a band that is opening for a bigger band mm-hmm. this May, uh, and I was wondering. <clears throat> If you had some advice on how to play a sort of amphitheater type situation when you are a band that has not played an amphitheater type situation before, is 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 the show sold out? Uh, there are sold out shows. Yes. Is it sold out entirely on the strength of the headliner? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, you're there. You go. You do the best you can. No one's there to see you, so it's all gravy. Right. We're the, we're the uh, file into the seats band. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The ushers are, are yeah. pointing people to the seats while we're... Yeah. Name of your band might as well be We We Have T-Shirts. That, that, we do have T-Shirts. That'll no. be good. Uh, I'm thinking the headliner said. Like, the headliner would say, We Have T-Shirts. Go buy them while <laughs> these clowns... <laughs> make, make sound until we right, come right. out. Who's, the, who's the band? Well. You, you don't want to say who the headliner is. You're being very coy about this. Who, who's the headliner? Yeah, you're, you're, you're tap dancing around. Who's the headliner? It's, it's, uh, it's Wilco is the, is the headliner. You're opening for Wilco. That, that's correct. And what's the name of your band? It's uh, Steve Gunn. Oh, Steve Gunn. I know you guys. That's awesome. Oh, hey, I'm the dr- I'm the drummer. Well, it's nice. You, 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 K, KV Kurt Viles always always pumping, always hyping Steve Gunn. Yeah, I, uh, I play banjo on some of Kurt's new stuff. All right. Well, look, you go out, you do what you can right. do, you play your right. thing. Wilco fans will lend you an ear. That's a I that's, think so. that's a yeah. positive group. It's not it's not like you're going uh, opening for Pantera. And you're just going to get things thrown at you. Oh, no, this, this isn't the trenches. I'm not, you know. Yeah. I, I feel See, okay about you it. Go out. I have a feeling, and don't take this the wrong way. Okay. The actual point of this call was for you to say, No. <laughs> I'm opening for Wilco, and I'm super proud of it, which is okay. That's okay. Hey. That's all right. I don't I'm, fault you for that. I'm very nervous about it, Tom. Okay, I'm, I'm sure nervous. you are. But look, I, I think you just got to go out and do your thing. You're, you're playing in front of a, uh, an audience that, that appreciates uh, music. Mm-hmm. They appreciate music in general. So. so, yeah, so you go up, you play your thing. What are you playing, 20 minutes, 25 minutes? I think we get we might get a little longer. Okay. So I think we get a little longer. Than go up, do your thing, rock out. Everybody, Wilco's up next. <laughs> I'll practice my saying that on the mic. Wilco is up next. Yeah, just Word over and over. Stress on the over yeah. and over. <laughs> over and over. Thanks for the call. Look, I look forward Thanks, to seeing you guys on this tour. Uh, and I, I want to hear the new uh, Steve Gunn record. Oh, we're working on it. Oh, I can't wait. You have a All great right. night. Little look behind the curtain there, a little. I feel like I'm uh, uh, Cal Rudman all of a sudden, giving a little look into the music biz. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, who is this? This is Sarah from Chicago. Sarah, 
from Chicago. Do I know this, Sarah? Uh, you do. I do. You do indeed know this, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> What's up, Sarah? It's nothing. I was just calling to say hi. Um, you know, excited that you have the show going again, so I thought I should, should call up. Yeah. Had a, I had a long day today. I drove all the way back um, over the last few days from Austin, Texas. Okay. So, uh, how many miles? How many miles is that? God, I don't know. It was like 17 hours. So, straight through? You share the ride with somebody? No, I drove straight through by myself. I I did stay the night in a um, scary motel Mm -hmm. room, which is my norm when I'm traveling for some reason. Isn't that the worst in a way, though, where you're just like, well, my body won't let me keep going. I guess this is, I'm going to actually lay my head down on whatever constitutes a bed in this place. Yeah, I have like a weird habit because every time I try to stay somewhere nicer, like my mom gets really upset with me because she's always like, just pay the extra $20, stay somewhere nicer. I always end up at like the worst hotel room situation ever. You know, like next to a frat party or like a dog next door. So whenever I stay in the mm-hmm. terrible motels, it's yeah. always like a better stay, but it's like scary. So I end up like putting all the furniture in front of the door usually or something like that. But uh which I did last night. But I think you might need to do <laughs> you might need to do the following where you're driving mm-hmm. and then you this is this is this is my little little it's, tell me if this would work for you. Okay. You're driving. Okay. You, you realize, like, yeah, like if I'm probably like three hours away from being ready for uh, for uh, to to pull over, right? You, mm-hmm. you just you approach mm-hmm. it that way. And you, then, like, Google up a hotel room. Yeah, you pull over. Okay. You, you try to find a room online that looks half decent. And you can <laughs> look at options without having to pull into each place to find out what the deal is. For you realize it's a terror show when you're in there. <laughs> and then you just go, eh, who cares? I'll stay here. It doesn't matter. Give yourself a little a little uh, buffer here, Sarah. Well, what I, what I did instead <laughs> was drive. I knew I was once in a road trip situation a couple years ago. So I knew kind of like where I roughly was going to end up, which was like Joplin, Missouri. And as I'm pulling up, of course, I see the hotel that has the, like, 39.99 rooms. Yeah. So I was like, that's, you know, that's my spot. You couldn't help it. You couldn't help <laughs> no. it. You're a cheapo. <laughs> no. You got long arm. You got you got uh, short arms and long po- and deep pockets, right? Yeah, I right? know. Well, but it's always a better stay, even though it's, like, creepy. You know, like, I always have a better night in these places. Well, that's but weird. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a better stay, even though it's scarier. I don't know what to say to that. There's nowhere. That's like, that's completely unique to you, then. It is. But at the times in my life when I've tried to, like, upgrade, I end up, like, being up all night because of some, like, nonsensical thing. Like, I usually, like, right. once the fear part is passed, mm-hmm. I usually actually have, like, a better stay. Look, you'll have, you a better, you'll have an even better stay if this is, if you can conceive of this. That I don't think you've reached the upper limits of a, a decent stay in a place. You're just talking about better stays than the than the haunted houses you seem to be choosing to to sleep in. Like the only reason you should probably stay in half the places you're staying in is if you need to uh, inherit a fortune if you 
last through the night there. Well, you know, and what's the other weird thing, like social media or blah, 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 but it's, I, I've started to do this weird thing when I end up somewhere that I'm like, hmm, this is a slightly terrifying location. Like, I'll just tweet or Instagram yeah. literally where I am that, uh, just in case re- I don't. Like show up to the next day, yeah, like yeah. they can figure out what. Do you what know? Happened to okay. Me. Well, do you want to know? You want to know a quick fix to that? <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like a two birds with one stone situation. Mm. Stay at an actual nice place. Let's <laughs> yeah. go stay at a, a Hyatt. A high, not a high, like those like business ones. You know what I mean? Go stay at one of them. They're thirty dollars more, and you know you're. It's the that you go in there. It's new. It's everything looks like it's made of plastic. It's it's gonna be. You'll be fine in there. You'll be safe, and you don't have yeah. to tell everybody where you are in case you don't make it. That that you. This is what you. I, I'm Sarah. I'm gonna ask you now on when you pull into the parking lot. Uh huh. Look in your rearview mirror. Pull your rearview mirror. Bend it down so you can look yourself right in the eyes. <laughs> then you look out the window. You look at the place. Look back uh-huh. at yourself. Look back at the place. Look back at yourself. And then ask yourself this question. Am I being a cheapo? Sarah, are you being a cheapo? Is it worth it? Is Sarah, is this worth it? <laughs> Sarah, is there an actual better option that will maybe cost $30 more? Then I won't have to tell everybody where I am. I know. I know. I know. I, it's a weird habit. And, like, I think sometimes, though, it's maybe partly, like, I have an overactive imagination of just, like, things happening to me, you know? Like, yeah. so I get, I creep myself mm-hmm. out, yeah. like, the but, more it goes. No, but know? places, but the thing is, places are actually creepy, too. That's the thing. You need... You know what you need to do? Mm. Knock it off. I know. Leave this I in know. the past. Well, I can't. Huh. I'm, well, and I even think about it like that I put it on social media because I can't actually just tell my family where mm-hmm. I am because yeah. they would get so mad at sure. that that's where I was. So I have to like leave it up to sort of like strangers okay, that well, I know on Twitter. Ask yourself this question. <laughs> if Yeah. So, yeah. Of course. Let's just, by all means, let me let people who I don't actually know uh, guide me through life here. People who are using some sort of that I don't know their actual name when it comes down to when when push comes to shove, I'm not sure what their actual name is. Yeah, well, you know, I, I went to a um, I don't know if you want to hear a, a couple funny things that I've done on my trip, but I went to a meeting. Give me one. Give me one. Okay, here's one. So I do. You, I went to a um, Tulema meeting, which is like. <laughs> The church that Aleister Crowley started. Okay. It was just like this funny thing. Like I thought of it that day, and I googled it, and there happened to be a meeting that night in Austin. So I was like, you know what? That's that's a weird synchronicity. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go to this thing. And I don't know much about Austin. Like I have only been there a couple times to visit. So I show up at this meeting, and it's like in a darkened, like strip mall on the side of the highway, like an office strip. You know, not like a like okay. stores, but like one of those sure. office. You know, calm yeah. down. Mm-hmm. So I pull up. And in, it's the like, tra- in the tradition of Aleister Crowley, <laughs> if he only could see what's going on in the 21st century, he'd see that there's a, a, a that his, his thing is next to a karate studio and a subway. <laughs> that his 
his that his 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 right readings are his writings are being honored in this place that uh next to uh yeah next to a place that has a sign in the window for five dollar footlongs <laughs> but i'll but i'll close right right so i so i pull up and and this was the first time i ever thought of doing this like i had the address in my like i had copied it to mm-hmm. put it in my in my map so i i pulled up and i could see that the people who were in there saw me so i couldn't like do anything as i was walking up other than simply just tweet no other explanation except the address. <laughs> so I just tweeted the address. And, like, a friend from Twitter or whatever wrote me back, like, are we supposed to do something if you yeah. don't tweet no. again no. Like, within an hour? You. So, yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> That's my plan. All right, Sarah. It's time. It's, it's, it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time to take ownership over some of your actions here. Well, I was smart. I, that was a safety precaution. No, it is. You know what? You're 100% right. You you are right to do something, to look out for yourself. But you know another way you could look out for yourself was to not go all the way up to the door when you had, did the thing. You could have looked at it from your car and then done the thing I do, which is act like a, a total coward and, and make up an extended story about why I'm where I am and over-explain myself to people who aren't remotely interested in why I'm over talking to them <laughs> about why I'm here. But I'm I was try I was trying to be brave but with like a caveat or caveat I say caveat sure. that that oh. I'm also sort of terrified okay. of what's gonna happen when I go in there. I, I, it was basically like a D and D convention. It wasn't anything sure. to be I applaud your sense of, of of curiosity and adventure. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I just, well, I just uh, look, and the thing with the the Alistair Crowley thing is one thing. The thing with the 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 lodging, just just take care of yourself a little better like that. It, you're not gonna yeah. it, the thirty dollars is not gonna make or break you. <laughs> it isn't. No. I know. Just, just I know. stay at a, a place that that um, yeah. If you could picture, ask yourself, could I picture Anton uh, Churger from? No Country for Old Men, <laughs> patrolling the hallways of the place I'm about to give my driver's license over to, and and go in and, and bring all my things in the room. Ask yourself, could he be patrolling the hallways looking for somebody to, that wronged him, that to kill? Could he? Could that happen here? And if the He's answer probably... is even maybe, then just go somewhere else. Like he doesn't show up at Holiday Inn Express is what you're saying, probably. I would say the manager of a Holiday Inn Express is going to say uh, they're going to see him come in with his cow killer. With that weird gun that he has with like a yeah. air rocket yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the thing that they use to brain cows. Mm. Uh, his little cattle thing. They'll see him come in and they'll just say... Uh, yeah, welcome to Hyatt Express. How can we help you? And he'll just be like, and then, but he would at least have somebody asking him that before he got there, and then maybe he'd sit down in the in the cafe and have like a, a continental a, breakfast. Yeah, he'd have like a he'd go to the waffle station, and he would be so busy making waffles all morning that he wouldn't go and hunt people down. Right. All right, right. Sarah. This, thank right, you well, for the call. 
Of course, we're excited to see you guys in Chicago. It's going to be great. Okay. okay, we'll see you soon. Take Bye. care. Bye. See, that's what the show needs more of. Fun people. Not this gray paint I've been getting. I'm getting a can of gray paint dumped on my head every time I press a button down. Guys, you like rock music. I know you do. I sure do. You know it's a great band? Uh, Trouble in Mind put this album out by uh, by this band called Germ House. It's got members of... Uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, the Mr. Airplane Man are in this. Uh, who else? The Marked Men members of that band and then the turpentine brothers and this album is great and we're going to hear something from it right now yeah germ house The album is called Showing Symptoms, and it's on the Trouble in Mind label. And that song is called Over Under. This album's really great. you got to support the people the best show plays. Support the music. Everybody, you guys should know that uh, this Friday at the UCB Theater in New York City, the UCB Theater in Chelsea, Jason Gore and Kristen Bartlett. Jason Gore is, you might know him as Dudio. He, um, he, uh, Kristen and, and Jason do a show called Dead Dad's Club, which is really a great show. And you should check it out. Friday, 7.30, UCB Theater in New York City. Check it out. The phone number, 201-332-3484. That's the number. That's where the magic happens. And remember, no more, uh, no more gray paint tonight. Come on, guys. No more. Let's liven it up. Best show, you're on the air. alarm went off. Your, your wrist... That was your wristwatch. It was, yes. Do you know what song it was playing? What was that? Disco Inferno? By the Tramps, yes. Sure. I'm into disco now. Oh, okay. You're into disco now. It's, yes. Seems to be a... Uh, seems to be a, 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 a common occurrence. It does? Who's into I think everyone is. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm pay- I hear a lot of people starting to dig disco. Are they DJing like I am? Oh, you're DJing? Oh, yeah. I think you told me about this. Just in the basement for now. Oh, okay, you're just like a basement DJ. Yeah, you don't know who this is, do you? Um, I think I know who this is. Say my name. 
Philly Boy Roy. Yeah. How about that? How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. How are you? I'm freezing my crotch marbles off down here in Philly. It's awful. Cold, huh? Yeah, we got more snow today. It's really wreaking hammock on my social life. It's re- it's what? It's wreaking what? It's wreaking hammock. Havoc. Is what? It, that's the you want to say it's wreaking havoc on uh, your. No, I don't. Cracking late in the series episode of Gilligan's Island, much? It don't sound like you do. I I don't even I don't know what you mean. I, oh well, see, it's in reference to that time Gilligan pulled a practical joke and he smeared fetid shark entrails all over the professor's hammock. You don't remember that? Um, no, I don't. Oh, that hammock! It reeked bad, Tom. Because it, it had shark entrails on it. Uh, fetid shark entrails. Oh, fetid, fetid shark entrails. I'm sorry. Yeah. So 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 Gilligan smeared them. He did, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what this is putting me in mind of? What's that? Do you, do you remember the last episode of Gilligan's Island? I don't think I do. Oh, man, they only showed it once. The final episode of Gilligan's Island? Yeah. What happened on the final episode of Gilligan's Island? Oh, man, turn all the lights on because it's really scary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the castaways, they finally get found by the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. And there's a big hurricane. And there's all this debris on the beaches so they can't get a rescue boat in. Yeah. Okay. So the Navy sends a big helicopter. Mm-hmm. To airlift everyone off it. Okay. But as the helicopter comes across the horizon, uh-huh. Gilligan holds up one of Ginger's mirrors. Okay. You know, to catch the sunlight and reflect it back so the guy can see where, where everyone's at. You know, to get the attention mm-hmm. of the helicopter Sure. Pilot. Now, that actually sounds like a smart, like a smart strategy. It? Yeah. Gilligan was way smarter than people give him credit for. Okay. I, I never thought of it that way, but... Okay. Anyway, the light blinds the pilot and he loses control of the helicopter. Okay. And the copter crashes towards the ground. And one by one, the castaways all get caught in the helicopter blades. Oh, my God. The, the carnage rivaled that of Antietam. The battle and the band. What? I never thought the band... Carnage is not the first thing I would think of when I think of the band, but... Oh, yeah, they shredded. Okay. Yeah, I saw him down at Revival once. Okay. Club down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, in 2013, TV Guide called that episode, to this day, the single most disturbing event not only televised but ever imagined. Wow. That is... Yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> even imagine... Not even... Yeah, like, isn't that, isn't that weird? Like, it, there's that... That was a category... Imagined. Most disturbing imagined. Yeah. That's crazy. They must have dumped that category since. You don't hear about it no more. Usually you hear about best actor. Like people say, who's the the best actor? Who's the best director or best show? You don't usually hear people say, what's the most disturbing thought? 
Yeah, the most disturbing thought. Not even <laughs> what. Not even what's the most disturbing show. The most disturbing place your mind could go. Very, very odd uh, tangent we're on right now, isn't it? Well, yeah, I, yeah it actually is, Roy. Yeah. Hey, little tidbit about that episode. Mm-hmm. The box tops play the helicopter crew. The the band, the box tops. Yeah, they shot it in '67. Okay. Yeah, a young Alex Chilton can be heard saying, "This mf'er is going down, boys." Wow, so he's on the the copter. Yeah. You know what's weirder? What's that? The final theme song when they played the final time of the theme song? Of Gilligan's Island. Yeah, it was played by the Red Crayola. The 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 band the psych, the psych band, yeah. Wow. The yeah. so they so this is sixty seven. So they're probably kind of in, like, parable of arable land. Absolutely, yeah. Sherwood Schwartz was way into early psych. He dropped psilocybin and blessed acts as bold as love in the writer's room. <laughs> Sherwood Schwartz would. Oh, yeah. That is... That's insane. I've done my research. Now you do yours. Well, I, I'm not the one making the outrageous claim. I'm that's... not making it up. That's the, Roy, that's, that's uh, really stupid. Oh, no, it ain't. I'll tell you one thing about this weather. Yeah. The only good thing is I get to wear my down Agents of Fortune parka every day. You mean like. You know what that is, don't Yeah, you? like Blue Oyster Cult? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got the BOC Ankh bedazzled on the back. Okay. And people of all ages, creeds, and colors stop and go, there goes a true cultosaurus erectus. And I go, that's right, my man, or woman, you know, pertaining to what the sex is of the aforementioned commentor. Because they see your jacket and they, they, they can spot a Blue Oyster cult fan they sure coming do. down the street. And, it's great. And oh, they, no! Right. Oh, no. What happened? Oh. You all right? I, I'm fine. I just accidentally broke the gift I was going to send you. The gi You were going to send me a, a gift? Yeah. Oh, man. It was kind of a goodwill gesture from Roxborough in celebration of your relaunch of the show. Really? Oh, yeah. That's... That's nice. That's well, it would have been nice had I not dropped it on the floor and broke it. Way to go, Roy! Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's, you know. Um, so it's, it broke? It's shattered, oh. yeah. Well, I mean, um, can I ask what, what the gift was? Well, it, it was this live 3D set of Bruce Springsteen playing at the Agora in Cleveland on the Darkness Tour. Supposed to be a great night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that he's he's been putting those out. Yeah, I, I want to I wanted that. I've been meaning to to get that. Oh, man, it was signed, too. Oh, man, that is so you have a, a signed copy yeah. Of the Springsteen Live uh, 78 thing uh, show in Cleveland. Yeah. Is that is, is that something you got on his website? Because he's been selling 
all these things on BruceSpringsteen.net. Is that where was he selling signed copies up there or something? No, he signed it for you the other night at quarters. He he signed it where? The other night at quarters. I'm not sure. I don't know what you're saying. I never told you about this. <laughs> about what? Oh, well, you know, Bruce made a bunch of guys from Roxborough been having monthly quarters nights since, like, back in 85. Monthly quarters nights? Yeah. Now, Roy, when you say quarters, you don't mean, like, the, uh, like the drinking game quarters. I sure as donuts do. Okay. So you, you have a quarters night. I do, and Bruce is great at it. He's great at quarters. Oh, yeah. That's, huh. You know, I never thought he was like a particularly big drinker. Oh, he don't drink, especially when he's playing with me. <laughs> I love to drink. I know, I know you do love to drink, Roy, but um, this sounds a little fishy to me. Is this, just be honest, are you, are you lying right now? This Why is, do you say that? Because he's Jersey to the bone, and I'm Philly to the marrow, and you don't think we'd be able to hang like total bros? Um, well, I guess that's a minor part of why I would think you'd be making this up, but I, more because he's a superstar and a, an icon, and you're, um, I mean, like, no offense, I mean, you're... Say it! Say it. You think I'm unhinged, erotically charged, possibly criminally insane, Philly street trash. <laughs> That's, that is, I never would have said that. Oh, okay, because a, a minister said that to me the other day. That's what you, <laughs> a minister called you that? Called me that, yeah. Uh -huh. why, why, why would he call you, uh, was it unhinged? Yes. Something about... Erotically charged. Er erotically charged. Possibly criminally insane. Philly street trash. Uh-huh. Why? It's, bur it's burned into my memory. I'm going to take that to the grave in the next life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why, and why would, he, why would he call you that? Oh, nothing. No, wh why? I mean, it's obvious how and way where they everybody go What? What's that? He's found me in his office chowing down on them wafers they give people to get into heaven. Why? Oh, that's just, that's out of bounds, R Roy. That's not, that's not food. That's like a sacrament. I don't know what that means. Well, it's not for you to eat. Well, don't judge me. Only one can judge me. Oh, what's that? Only one can judge me. Okay. Dick Vermeil. Oh, oh, okay. The form. I'm sorry, Coach Vermeil. If he finds out I called him by his first name, I'm screwed. Well, I, I will say this: you, you don't seem to have any respect for the church, but you seem to have a, a ton of respect for a former coach of the Eagles. Well, he's like a god to me, and I'm going to see the church when they come here soon. What's that? I'm going to see the church when they play here. You're going to see the, the church are playing in Philly. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, You're... I didn't. I didn't. I ain't seen them uh, since. Uh, oh man, what what tour was the last one I seen? Gold afternoon fix, maybe. I kind of jumped off after that. Priest equals or not my cup of tea. I didn't know you were a big uh, fan of the church. I like some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's look. I'll say this about you: you never cease to amaze me, uh, and the uh, the church thing is one thing, but I'm gonna say the bigger thing we're talking about now is you saying you've been playing quarters with Bruce Springsteen since. What year did you say? 85? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I want to hear, I have to hear more about this. Okay, well strap yourself in, okay? It's going to be a bumpy ride, like they said in Jaws. I don't remember anybody saying strap yourself in, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Right, yeah, it's right before he goes, this boat needs to be way bigger. Why is, Why do people think... That's turning into like one of these like play it again Sam kind of things where that's not what was said in the movie. Sure it is. But he didn't say this boat has got to be way bigger. That's not the way. Did you just play a sample of it? No, I didn't play. No. and It's just like it. Well, I don't know why people... Keep saying that that's the line from Jaws. It's not the line from Jaws, and then people keep saying it's. Who, who do people say it was Charles Nelson Riley or something? He was not in Jaws. It's Rob Schneider. No, Rob Schneider was not in Jaws either. I don't know. Well, you was asking me a question about this, right? About Springsteen. Answer it. About Springsteen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, See. We met back uh, September '85 when he was doing Six Nights at the Spectrum. Okay. My buddy Wheels, Mouse, and Fart snuck in with me, but I got kicked out about an hour into the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You just, you just, yeah. Oh, so you got kicked out about an hour into the Springsteen show, I huh? I sure did. Uh-huh. I ran up on stage during Badlands. <laughs> yeah. And I stuffed a fully loaded tuna hoagie into Clarence's saxophone right before that epic solo. Okay, so he's like teeing up, getting ready he, to do. He, the 18,000 people know it's coming, right? Yeah. One of the mi- most iconic sax solos ever. Yeah. When he blew into that thing, it sounded like a mouse screaming into a pair of fully loaded khakis. Oh, that's that's ev- evocative. I never thought of anything sounding... That's a very evocative image for the way something hey, sounds. you put that on my tombstone? What's that? That's a very evocative image. You know what? Sure, I'll 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 bring that up when Thank you. you know, heaven forbid the day comes. Right. When, you know, you've Can you imagine a, a life without me? You want to know it, Roy? I kinda can't. Thank you. Okay, I didn't realize that That's was my the... new thing. Thank you. It's it's very it's... I'm gonna keep doing it. Oh, it's charming. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's like it doesn't in any way sound obnoxious or or just uh, insincere. Strangely entitled to uh, that for uh, that. Uh, okay, 
Oh, so what was I talking? Oh, the the, uh, the when I jumped up on stage, right? Yeah, you were saying you jammed the tuna hoagie into into Clarence Clemens' saxophone. Thank you for reminding me. Oh. I got tackled by a bunch of goons and I got thrown out. Uh-huh. And I was so mad. I went to the Hilton, you know, across the parking lot from the Spectrum to party in the bar. Yeah. Who comes in? But Bruce. Really. It, yeah, it was just me and him sitting there just, you know, having drinks and stuff. It was so real, Tom. Surreal. I think you mean so. it was so real. Look, don't get all teetery on my sweet ass, okay? Oh. All right. Anyway, we start talking about stuff, and he's just being the coolest guy ever. Mm-hmm. And he thought my stage invasion was really cool and funny. He was actually mad at Clarence that night for wearing a white jumpsuit that made him look like he was in Menudo. Okay. So he was kind of into Clarence getting his his comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. That. He, okay. So so he liked it. He did like it, and so we're hanging out. I invite him back to my apartment. I just gotten my first pad, right? Uh-huh. It was a maniunk, and we start playing folded paper football for hours. Folded paper football. Yeah, you ever played that? I think, is that the thing where you like kind of fold up a piece of notebook paper into like like a triangle? Yes! And then you kind of flick it around like a... With like, your finger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You pretend maybe, your finger's a foot. Yeah, you pretend your finger is a foot, yeah. Maybe in like uh, like middle school, sure. We still do it. It's fun. Okay. Well, you must have been an early bloomer to be doing it back then. I never thought of it as any any sort of me being progressive at all, but maybe 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 in, we were a little bit ahead of it in New Jersey. Possibly, but then soon soon enough we graduated to a real man's game quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and man, he's so good at it. He rarely loses, which means I get shafanchade, which I'm totally down with. Okay, <laughs> so and we were to- we were total bros from then on, right? So the two of you just hit it off. Oh yeah, he comes down to Roxborough all the time. He's actually Roy Junior's godfather. Bruce Springsteen is r- your son, Roy Junior's godfather. Yeah, Bruce calls him little boss. Right, Roy. You know, we've had so many conversations over the years. H- how have you never mentioned this before? I don't know. I guess I didn't think nothing of it. You know, to me, it's just another page in the book of Roy, right? Okay. It's like, I guess it. you definitely have a bunch of stories, and who... I, 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 I've... Oh. Hang on, okay? Oh. Uh, that's, that's him now. Who? Bruce. Hang on, hang on. You got the Roy dog. What's going on, B man? Look, look. How many times do I gotta answer this, Bruce? When I see it, it's white and gold. Who cares if you see blue and black? It's not a big deal. And I'm tired of talking about this dumb dress. Yeah. Yes, Bruce, I've heard the term before. It's really not in wide usage right now. Oh, man. Tom. Yeah? Bruce keeps saying that the phrase, turn down for what, 
It's, it's something he heard in a song or something. He can't stop saying it. I think it means to sober up. Okay. And he, between you and me, he latches onto these hip phrases and he beats them into the ground. Really? You're, you're talking to Bruce right now? I am, yeah. Hey, like, Bruce, hang on, okay? Uh-huh. What, like, so he, he's, he says, turn down for what to you? Yeah. Like, what, what, what other phrases does he use? Oh, man. Uh, oh, off the top of my head, uh, let's see. Uh, I'd, uh, crunk, slamming, my bad, uh, talk to the hand, doy, uh, cold lamping, yada, 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 what else? Uh, don't even go there, fart knocker, but ugly. Um, we like to send out a mailer. What up, dog? Uh, oh, sweet nugs, I want to say Mason. Step off. Uh, what else does he say? Punani. What you talking about, Willis? Uh, holy shnikes. I uh, kid you not. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, barf me out. These dogs are barking. Uh, grindage. This boat needs to be way bigger. Uh, don't knock me out. But yes! Uh, take a chill pill. Narbo. That's a dork. Uh, no doy, uh, no can do, eat my shorts, swiggity sweet, uh, where's the beef? That's just to name a couple of them. It's, so <laughs> Springsteen regularly uses all of those things you just said. Well, he's been doing it since I've known him. Yeah, uh-huh. he's been saying fleek all week, too. What does that mean? I barely know what fleek means. It's a. I don't know either. It's like a, saying every other sentence. It's it's rough. Yeah, it's a it's a it's like a new expression. I'm bare. I barely know what it is. It, I don't get it. it. Oh, hang on, Blob. Okay. Hey, hey, Bruce. Can you do me a favor? Can I get you to sign another one of them Cleveland '78 CDs? I accidentally dropped it on the floor and it smashed. Who'd you get to supply them jewel cases, Ryko Disc? That thing shattered faster than my copper blue case when I cracked the cellophane on it. I'm just busting your bees, B. Yeah, it's for sharpling. Wait, wait, what? Oh my god, that's insane. Then, then what, what did he do? This is just crazy. What does she have to do with them? What is he? Bob. Yeah? Bruce is talking about some crazy incident you talked about on your show a couple weeks ago where you asked Patty Smith if Humble Pie was any good. That's not real, is it? Oh, wait. Bruce Springsteen, I can't believe. Oh, that... Well, first of all, I can't believe Bruce Springsteen knew who I was. Oh yeah, and I have no, I have no idea how he would hear about this, unless he was listening to hear about the Patty Smith thing. Basically, in a in a uh, in a nutshell, I was uh, in San Francisco and saw her in the hotel, and then went into the elevator when she was going in the elevator, and I asked. I figured I would try to come up with a different thing to ask her rather than the same thing she's probably heard a million times. So I know, I know, Roy, I know. So I asked her if, uh, back in the day, she had, I, Roy, I know, I know, 
I know. <laughs> What's worse is I already know how this goes, and I, it's still giving me the skeeves. Oh, Roy, it gives... It came out of my head and mouth. And I just want to hear you say it, please. I asked her back in the day if she ever saw Humble Pie. And and then she looked at me like I was crazy, and she said that was before my time, which, if you think about the timeline, doesn't even remotely track. It was not before her time. She was seeing, right. she was, she was seeing things in the 70s. She was from the 70s. It doesn't even remotely track. The yeah, but you got to admit, it's probably the weirdest thing anyone on Earth has ever done. It's like me getting in an elevator with Greg Lisinski and asking him if Jack Nicholas was any good. Oh. I, I, no, I admit it. I admit it. You're not going to get any argument from me on it. It's really, really skin-crawlingly weird and 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 just unsettling i know i'm unsettled right now <laughs> it's unsettling I, I it unsettles like it. me i don't like it i don't want it i certainly don't need it and if you gave it to me i'd give it away oh well that i think if you're going to go for something on your tombstone you might want to skip over that other thing i said uh and go with that Maybe. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll have to sleep on this. Oh, but, you know, you, you said you couldn't believe that Bruce listened to your show, how weird that was. Bruce loves the best show. No. Been listening for years. He actually, he said he tried to get through ten times last week to tell you about a moment he wants to take back, but he couldn't get through. I, I, that is, I don't even know what to say that, that I cannot I can't believe that Bruce Springsteen listens to the best show and that he would try to call the oh, yeah. show. That's he, he said he tried to call a bunch of times when he was on FMU, but Mike never let him through. Really? Yeah, he, he says Mike never believes it's really him, and he always makes some kind of outlaw Pete joke that hurts Bruce's feelings. Like when he's screening him? Yeah. No. You don't let him through. And Bruce was going to send you a copy of the Outlaw Pete Kids book, but he was afraid Mike would spill beer all over it. Ah, oh, wow. Unbelievable. This guy's... Yeah, he loves the best show. He, he, he was actually saying, get off my phone at the end of Mary's Place every night on the Rising Tour. Really? Yeah. That's unbelievable. I know it is. Oh, what? Hang on. What's that, Bruce? What, how does it go? I have, I have no idea what that is. Why don't you call Barry and ask him yourself? Shut up, you dumb yitz norp. You're being dumb. Hang on, let, let me ask Blob and see if he's heard of this. Tom. Yeah? Bruce said he's trying to find this BG song that he's certain is on main course, but he's looking on iTunes and he can't find it nowhere. Oh, okay. He said, well, he says the first line goes something like this. Oh, girl, how can you say you love me, bitch, when I call you Tappin' Roger from Foghead? I'm that, okay. The, Do you want me to sing it again? Because I surely will. Oh, you know what? Yes, I would like it one more time. Okay, I think it goes something like this. Oh, girl, how can you say you love me, bitch, when I caught you tapping Roger from Foghat? 
Does that ring any bells? It don't for me. No, that does not sound familiar at all. I can't believe that. Um, I, I've never heard of a, a, a Bee Gees song. That mentions Foghat. That mentions. And, and, and Roger specifically. Yeah. Rod, yeah. yeah, what a weird. That, that I have no idea what that is. I don't know. Wait, I, there's no way I'm going to sing that over the radio. No, you listen to me. Tom and his listeners hold me up as a beacon of cool, and I don't want to ruin that. Oh, duh. I hate when Bruce goes, peace, like a little baby. He knows I'm silly putty in his hands when he does that. Oh, I don't like that either. Okay, he says the chorus goes like this. Oh, girl, it hurts so bad when you said you didn't want me to be your pimp. What is... I don't know what that... It seems crazy, right? That's not a Bee Gees song. They, 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 they don't have songs about them trying to be pimps I know, and being right? mad or sad that they that they that that someone... That a one woman wouldn't let them be uh, their pimp. I know. That's, that's... There's no way that's a BG song. Maybe a Rick James song. Oh, well, that's offensive. What? A, a Rick, okay, yeah, of course it's Rick James. Uh, I can say that yeah. because I live in a city. We're all one big family in this urban jungle. Oh, that's... What? No, that's way out of bounds, Roy. Way mm. out of bounds. Urban... Look, I, I, told Bruce to ask Barry Gibb and, you know, ask him what the song is, but Bruce says he doesn't know Barry well enough to just call him up, and he says he thinks Barry won't know who he is. But that's weird. I'm I sure. I go, Bruce, you're being a full-on pant faucet. Mm-hmm. Wait, you call, you call Bruce Springsteen a pant faucet? Oh, yeah. I can't believe you'd even talk to him like that. Oh, he loves when I talk to him like that. He asked me to make fun of him in front of the other people in the E Street Band. He gets some weird charge from it. Wait. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? You were starting to say that that Springsteen was trying to call in last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was he going to add to the topic? Like, of, like what was his embarrassing thing that he would want to take back? Oh, let me ask. Okay, hang on. Hold on. Yeah, please. Hey, hey, Bruce, what was that thing you said you would like to take back that was so embarrassing that you did? Oh, no. Please, no, please. No. Please stop. Don't stop, please. It's so bad. This is, this is as bad as yours. As bad oh as my-, my god! What? Uh, okay, well, yeah, what? when Bruce was campaigning for Obama last election, mm-hmm. they were having lunch, and Obama said how much he loves the song "Born to Run." Right? Okay, yeah. And he makes a joke about naming Bruce to be the next Secretary of Transportation. Okay. Okay. Well, Bruce thinks he's being he's being serious about this. Mm-hmm. And so Bruce starts coming up with all these ideas to make to make travel like more affordable and simpler. Okay. He starts telling the president about an idea he's got for moving sidewalks that would go from city to city and go like a thousand miles an hour. Mm. And like all these buses that run on water. 
On what? Water. 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 Okay, sure. What? What? W a t e r. Yeah, water. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway. So bu- buses that buses that run on it. Yeah, like that's their fuel. <laughs> okay. So he's, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's making all this stuff up, and he's basically just trying to remember stuff from the Jetsons. Okay. Yeah. And so eventually the president is so, like, weirded out by this and embarrassed for Bruce yeah. that he pretends he got a text saying his daughters had been kidnapped. Just to get out of it. Just to get out of Which it. Which is like from a, from like a movie. That's like exactly. Ta- it's like Taken or something. Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is like that is so. It's it's embarrassing. I think it's maybe worse than yours, but not by much. No, that one's worse than mine. No. What's that, Bruce? Yeah, I seen SNL this week. So what? Well, they didn't use it. It's not that big a deal. SNL. Well, I know it's disappointing, but they only have so much time. Wait, what is... Uh, yeah? Uh, Bruce, Bruce submitted a joke to Lauren Michaels for Weekend Update, and he's upset it didn't get on. Uh-huh. Really? He wrote a joke? He did, yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know the joke? Yeah, he actually told me what it was going to be. Something like, This week everybody was talking about them two llamas that escaped from their cages in Arizona. When asked for her opinion on it, Madonna said, I thought that the llamas were, ah! You know, because she felt she tripped on her luscious cape. Oh, that joke. Oh, that's, 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 oh, that's not a great. <laughs> oh, he loves it, Bruce. <laughs> wow. You know, Bruce has been on SNL a lot, like playing live and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But he wants to host really bad. Really? And he's got all these ideas for when he does host. Okay. He wants to do the cheerleaders routine, you know, that Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry did. Yeah, and neither of them are on the show anymore. No, but he wants to do it with him and Patty, his wife. Him and, oh, okay. And he, he wants to do the making copies guy. Okay. And he wants to do the cone heads. <laughs> Heads. He wants to do Mango. Okay. He wants to do Dieter. Okay, all right. These he are all... To do the, wants to do the Pumblebees. These are all old characters. They don't just keep doing... I know. ...the characters, no matter... Like, it does the, the, the sketches don't stay alive... No. ...if the cast... The, those go away when the cast goes away. He does want to do one current one, though. What's that? Guess. A current SNL, like a yeah. recurring thing. Yes. Um. Is it? Uh, does it have a catchphrase attached to it? To him, it is. Um. He says it all the time. Attention, teachers and students. That's it. Yes. So, oh boy, Bruce wants to do that. He wants to do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I keep. T- I keep telling him. You got to do new sketches, you know. You got to do new characters. So he goes, okay, and he ended up writing this twenty-minute-long sketch about Gary U.S. Bonds and Barry Bonds running a bail bonds office. Oh, oh I kept, I kept telling him, look, I don't care how good your Gary U.S. Bonds impression is. Lauren Michaels isn't going to know who it is. She just won't know. Wait, she won't know. 
No, yeah. Lorne Lorne Michaels is a uh, man. It's Lorne, not Lauren. No, it's Lauren. No, it's Lorne. It is so. L O R N E. What? Oh. Oh, hang hang on. Hang on. Oh, hey. I got to go. Bruce is here. He's there. Yeah, he's he's outside. He's picking me up. And our new dog, Dave, uh, Dave Cash, who I told you about. Yeah, your do- you, you, you and your, your dog, Dave Cash. He's the best, right? He sounds like a good dog. Oh, I love him. Anyway, the three of us are going to go run up the art museum steps like Rocky did in Rocky 1, the homely girl who took off her glasses, let down her hair, and was instantly hot. Well, that's not the subtitle to the first Rocky movie. Oh, I think it is. Well, anyway, if it's not, that's that's neither here nor there. It's it's neither here nor no here nor there. I don't know how these phrases get like in the the lexicon where you keep. I keep hearing neither here it neither here nor. There. I don't know. I. Okay, we're coming. We're coming. We're coming. You think you're a big man just because you got two horns up there in New Jersey. Y'all got two horns and we only got one down here. I'm sick of it. Okay, Blob, I got to run, okay? Well, can you... Oh, no. Hey, Roy. The cash went on my foot. What? <laughs> Dave, Ca- Dave Cash went on his foot. Wow. Dave Cash went on his foot. Oh. These are crazy days, Mike. How are you doing? You doing all right? Who's good on these phones? Who? Three. Mike's saying three. Again, your idea good or my idea good? Let's find out. Best show, you're on the air. Tom, what's up? Not a whole lot. Who's this? It's Colin from Astoria. Colin from Astoria. What's going on in Astoria tonight? Not too much. Not too much. I just had kind of a theoretical question for you I thought you might like. Well, we will find out, won't we? All right, so if you could travel back in time and change one moment in musical history what would it be one moment in musical history that you could go back in time and change for better or worse what would it be i would one moment Mm, i don't know Uh, one moment i would probably uh would want to probably stop something, right? Wouldn't you want to stop something? Yeah, probably. From happening? What would I want to stop? Maybe you could save Abby Hoffman from getting kicked in the ass at Woodstock. Why would you say that was the one of the greatest things ever? <laughs> Pete Townsend conking him with his uh, guitar? No, it was very satisfying. I'm just trying to think of some like moment of, uh, of violence or something you could prevent. I don't know. Maybe I would get, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I would keep, 
Maybe I would try to find a way to have the Attila album that Billy Joel, his first band, have that sells a ton of copies, and then Attila would never break up. Yeah, and that would be the image of the, that big metal mustache or whatever he had. Yeah. That would be the... That'd be, what was, his, did he, was he called Billy Joel in that band, or was he like William Joel or what? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Thanks, buddy. Good call. Good call. Short and sweet. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, uh, this is Rachel in Philadelphia. Rachel in Philadelphia. How are you, Rachel? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's going on tonight? Um, well, if it's okay, I wanted to share a story for the um, I wish I could take it back topic. All right. Let's or... hear it. Okay. Well, it was about um, my first time meeting you, actually. <gasps> uh, but you look, you are totally fine in this situation. It's all on me. Okay. So um, it was at the Bell House for the Hurricane Sandy benefit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that was a great show a couple of years ago. It, it was the best show that I've ever seen, actually. Um, and I rarely drink too mm-hmm. much, but I guess I celebrated a little too hard that night. Okay. And um, by the end of the night, I was a few deep and decided that it would be a good time to tell you uh, the thing that I had been too afraid to call in about for years. Okay. So, um, obviously, a, a logical decision. Sure, um, sure. So, yeah. Uh, I, I waited around after the show, um, and you graciously came to talk to me, and I started telling you this story about um, a monkey's episode that I wanted to tell you about, and um, I did not get the reaction that I expected. Um, at one point, actually, you uh, went to go see if Vance was being packed away. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you left me for a oh. puppet that you control. Um, well, I wanted to make sure it wasn't being stolen. Sure. Okay, fair enough. But I wasn't sure if you were trying to get away from me or not. Probably not. So, Okay. Well, I stayed where I was, and you came back. See? So that's that's a plus. That's all you need to know right there. I came back. Yeah. True. But I th- continued the story that um, was originally didn't get a good reaction. Um, and thankfully, more people kind of crowded around, and I slinked away. <laughs> okay. Um, and, but it got worse. I decided to double down and uh, go to Ted Leo and mm-hmm. ask him to play my birthday party. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, which, again, he, he was super nice about it, um, but I remember the exact moment. Um, like, he let me down really nicely, but I, I remember the exact moment that I overstayed my welcome <laughs> uh, was talking to him. And just the look on his face changed from being nice to I need to get out of here. Uh-huh. Um, wow. So I I removed myself from the situation. Look, it happens. You had a couple, yeah. you had a few more drinky drinks than maybe you wanted to have. And like, yeah. you wish you could, you wish you could undrink a drink, one of the drinks maybe. Yeah. So, well, right? I also think that people that I was with, um, maybe should have advised. I don't know. It's not on them, but 
nobody told me not to do these things. It's on you ultimately, but it's nice when people look out for you also. Yeah, true. I was able to redeem myself with normalcy, so I was—I uh, actually ended up being in the KB Crimes video that you directed and one of the, um, the both videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I was able to. You're, you did fine then. You're back on target. Yes, exactly. Well, Rachel, welcome back yes. to, the, to the right side of the street. Thank you. And uh, thank you for calling. Thanks, Tom. Good night. Have a good night. Bye. What do you want to say? Take a check over at uh, Vulture. Daniel Ralston has a thing up there. uh, Where at Vulture? His web series. I'm looking for it. Can't find it. Look closer. Why can't I find it? Well, just go there. Look for it. It's, it's a thing. I can't find it. It's up there. Go to Vulture and poke around. It's got a... What's her name again? It's a... Um, uh, 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 you know, from the bangles. She's in it. It's at Vulture. You can't miss it. Go there and you'll find it. You know what I want to do right now, Mike? I want to spin. I feel like this has been a pretty good show, right? Right? You having fun out there? I think I want to spin the Wheel of Crystal. Can I do that? I can spin the wheel. You'll let me do that? Let's see what happens. I haven't done this in a while. It's one of my favorite activities to spin the wheel of crystal. Wheel of crystal. are a symptom of 26,000 diseases. It could be a stroke, a brain tumor, a detached retina. It could be you were bitten by a tsetse fly. Okay. Can I spin it again? Yeah, I'm going to spin the wheel of crystal again. I'm going to go shampoo the hair. They have an appointment. Not anymore. They're, um, too, uh, big. Oh, it was one of the saddest days of my life. Okay. I'm going to spin it one more time. I've earned it. I've earned a third spin of the Wheel of Crystal. The noise may wake up the kids. I can't listen to music with my iPod earbuds because then I can't hear the monitor. And I can't have sex because that... Okay. Wow. The Wheel of Crystal. Who said the best show's not innovative? Susanna Hoffs is who it is. How'd I blank on that? Fine. One more time I'm going to spin it. One more. Final time of the night. 
I'm spinning the wheel of crystal. By the constant feeling of being on guard, I walked out onto the stage. All the moments of my career could not prepare me for what I saw. The members of the audience directly in front of me were all firefighters and police officers and men, women, and children holding up signs saying, Have you seen my brother? All right, that one was sad. I can't. That was a 9-11 benefit thing. Not Final one. I can't end on the sad one. Mine. Greatest living player, he hissed, and he storms off. I didn't know what to do. So totally confused, I was escorted up to Mr. Steinbrenner's box, and when I arrived, George was laughing. Well, you pissed Joe off. He insists on being introduced as the greatest living player. I didn't know. I said, can I apologize to him? George laughed some more. Joe was so angry that he left the stadium, and not just because of that. He was jealous of Mickey, and he couldn't stand the fact that it was Mickey's day, even though Mickey's gone. Now I'll take care of it, he assured me. Just don't worry, pal. All right. How could you can't, can't not end up with a Mickey Mantle story when you spin the Wheel of Crystal? Let's go back to the phones. Who's good here, Mike? One. Best show, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. This is uh, John from Long Island. John from Long Island. What's up, John? Not too much. I've got uh, what will hopefully be a quick Billy Joel story for you. Let's hear it. Uh, Basically, I'm going to say about six or seven years ago, uh, North Shore of Long Island here, there's a local newspaper doing a story basically about reality bus tour of all these locations and Billy Joel songs and albums. I'll take you to everything he sang about all over the island. So they went to a record store that a roommate of mine worked at, the closest one to the area to uh, where the song was pertaining to. And uh, they they asked him, you know, do you see Billy Joel around this area of Long Island at all too often? And uh, I I don't know how familiar you are with Long Island. The town is Huntington, which is on the north shore of Long Island. Billy Joel apparently frequented Huntington at some time. And this is where the story gets a little... My uh, former roommate claims he was misquoted, but basically he alluded something to the fact of, uh, you know, if you see a small sports car with a little drunk man driving in it, it might be Billy Joel. And uh, much to Billy Joel's dismay, this is printed in the newspaper. Fast forward to two days later, my friend comes into work and I said, oh, there's a note for you. He said, oh, what does the note say? Apparently when he wasn't working, Billy Joel came in looking for my friend who was quoted in the newspaper story. And uh, the note basically said in plain text, dear Anthony, F you, Billy Joel. He was nice enough to leave that note for him. Yeah. That's a yeah. nice story. That's uh, that's the best show. You're on the air. Hey, Tom. It's Talbot in Mississippi. How you doing? Doing all right. What's up, Talbot? Not much. I have a story about interacting with uh, famous people. I didn't really do a whole lot wrong, but it was still painful. And I think you're going to want to know about the famous people. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know what axe you have to grind. <laughs> I don't know if this is your chance to even the score. With some famous person who did uh, nothing to you, and now you're looking to dish out some payback. 
Let's hear it. All right. So I'm in my neighborhood in New Orleans, teenage kid. There's this cemetery, this beautiful old cemetery, and I'm walking through the cemetery, and I see this guy getting out of a van, long black hair, cigarette dangling from his lips, and I do a double take, and I just sort of almost ask the question out loud. I just go, Jimmy Page? And he just goes, yeah, like that. And it was Jimmy Page, and I couldn't believe it. I kind of freaked out, but I didn't try to talk to him. I didn't bother him or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I snuck around, you know, to kind of see what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And Robert Plant was there as well. And they were shooting, like, a, they were doing a photo shoot for, like, the Page Plant stuff. And this was in the 90s. Sure. And so anyway, there was, like, another group of, like, young teenage dudes that were, like, kind of hanging out. And then and their English, they had this English, like, manager guy that came up and told us to F off. And, um, you know, it was kind of painful. And then there were these beautiful women that were eating at this restaurant across the street, and they were ushered right in for photographs and all that. So, you know, that was kind of painful to be a teenage kid. And, you know, but at least Paige and Plant didn't, you know, they didn't say it. It was yeah. their stupid manager. There you go. Look, you got to see the guy face to face. That's awesome. Yeah. There you go. You got a nice little story. Yeah, it was it was. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how's it going? This is Sam in Los Angeles. Going all right. Let's get some ladies calling, please. Some women, please. No no offense to you, Sam, but uh, let, let's liven it up here. Uh, uh, we got a couple open lines at 201-332-3484. What's, what's going right. on, Sam? Uh, I wanted to see what you thought. Uh, you were As you were ending your run at FMU talking about going to see The Counselor, the film, the Ridley Scott movie, written by uh, Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. I wanted. Uh, I don't. I don't think you ever uh, were public with your opinion on it. I was wondering what you thought. Um, with the counselor, I, I think it's one. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great movie. It was yeah. critically panned. Sure. All right. See, but now you know what you just did. You just uh, you just made it so now I I sound like a rube if I, I say I don't like it. No, I mean, you had to, you had to opinion, slip your opinion like in. Hey, Tom, I really want to know what your opinion of uh, the counselor is because I really, I thought this is my opinion of. It. I'm, I'm. I just now I sound dumb. Now I sound dumb. From, I, I sound dumb. I can't win. You boxed me in. I, I think you'll win either way. It's your honest opinion. Okay. you know, I thought I don't think there's an opinion of that movie. It seems like it's made by a crazy person, and it might be amazing, and it might be the worst thing I've ever seen. It might be both. I don't know. There is no good. There is no bad. There is only the counselor. That is that is accurate, I, I suppose. Uh, it also had that uh, the cameo from Hank from Breaking Bad and Under the Dome. Yeah, I don't know if that's so, as much of a cameo as it is a small part. That's like well, a he was ca- only in. I think it was in one scene, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, a small part. A cameo okay. is kind of like, oh, look who it is. Can you believe right. he, he stuck his head in and we got a little thrill that he's here? It's like, no, he got a small part in the movie. But then right. they, they kind of tricked people in the marketing. They put him in the the like the commercials on TV. He was in them. It's like he's in one yeah. scene. Yeah, I was led to believe he was an integral part of the story. No. Royal Jip. Uh, look, so I, that's a bad word to say. I got to remove that from my uh, vocabulary. Right? Jip? That's I not agree. a good word. That's a Always bad, it's a bad word. What's I, the uh, word? Goodbye. I'm, uh, what's 
this guy. Now that's that's why it's uh, you're not supposed to say that. I don't, you know. I'm I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. We see anybody coming here three hours and do this dance. We see this. It's like a master class here. I'm like doing some matrix stuff, bending over, missing bullets. It's like bullet time up in this piece. But with words. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. This is Josh from uh, San Francisco. Josh, what's up? I uh, was very excited about tonight because my favorite NBA basketball team was playing your favorite NBA basketball team. Mm-hmm. And I was prepared to congratulate you on beating my crappy NBA basketball team, but surprisingly, I got off work and found out that we actually won, and I thought that you would might maybe want to congratulate us Sacramento Kings fans. Why would I congratulate you? Both teams stink. They're not going anywhere. So a bad team beats a worse team. But it, when two bad teams face off, it's, so, I don't know, I think it's I think it's fine for the other bad team's fan to, you know, congratulate the other t- bad team fan. Am I wrong? Yeah, you are. Goodbye. I, I don't care. Like, congratulations. First of all, I don't play for the Knicks. I got nothing to speak for. You put the, you know what I'll congratulate? If somebody does a better show than this show, yeah, then I would congratulate them for that, for doing a better show. That's a thing I control, is, is that. That's, a, like, I, I, that, that's not me out there. This guy, those guys win or lose. I had nothing to do with it either way. I'll congratulate if somebody does a better show than this show. Congratulations. You did a better show than this show. But first of all, it ain't happening. The, the best show's still thumping everybody around. Now, even if it's, uh, even if we, we're, 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 we're running things, we, we might as well be, uh, uh, like it's, it's like, it's like the survivalists of radio shows. It's like around the woods, reading rations. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like we ordered stuff from, uh, coast to coast at night. Uh, like the five year, uh, powdered food and the uh, crank radio the uh that's where we're living now we're out in the woods here we bought stuff from art bell living out in the woods so yeah look so maybe that's where we're at that don't have nothing to do with quality this show thump any other show put it up against pound for pound we'll knock them all around yeah, but maybe, uh, you know, uh, everybody's not on board. I can't control that. So I'd apologize for that. If some other show came, not apologize. It'd say, yeah, you beat us. But nobody's beaten us. I'm going to... Congratulations to... Uh... Hi, I'm uh, Tom Sharpling. I'm, uh... as you all know, I am the New York Knicks. Uh... And I'd like to congratulate my f- friends who are... Uh... My uh, friends who uh, root for the Sacramento Kings, congratulations, guys! You really, uh, you really beat us tonight, and you you gave us a good old fashioned uh, thrashing. And uh, I congratulate you. And uh, neither of us will be in the playoffs because both teams are atrocious. And uh, yeah, what a March March basketball by loser losing teams. Oh boy, these guys! I'm telling you, these guys. It's like 
He's well-meaning, man. These guys, these guys are well-meaning. This well-meaning cannon fodder. I, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm ready to, uh, to crack it open with these calls. I'm gonna stop taking calls if this is, this is what we're up against. Best show, you're on the air. Um, hey. What's up? Hello. Hi, my name is Zach. I'm from Austin. What's up, Zach? Uh, I'd like to talk about um, something I could take back um, if I could. Meeting uh, Michael Irvin, the Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> this is about 1995. I was 10 years old or so. I was in the football camp because I played peewee football. And at the end of this camp, you got to meet Mike Worthen. This is when they were going for the three-peat. Big team, huge team, dream team. Mm -hmm. So it happens. And Mike Worthen starts talking, and there's a bunch of kids there. What kind of phone are you using? Do you mind telling me? What what are you Uh, using? It's an iPhone. Okay, well, doesn't sound very good. It sounds like it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like I'm talking to uh, Buzz Aldrin here. Like you're like I'm just waiting to hear you say something about setting foot on the moon. No, I wasn't going to talk about that. But I, I do. goodbye. I'm, I, these these guys are killing me. Best show. You're on the air. Hi, Mike. This is Tom. Oh, I'm on the air. Yeah, you're on the air. Oh wow. Hey. Um. So. Uh, first time, long uh, first time, long time. Okay, okay. What does um, what does Peter Pan call his boogies? That is it. Uh, I'm, this is the last episode of the best show. I'm get the boxes, go shovel. I got to shovel my car out. I drove two and a half hours in the in the in the the snow to get here, so that I could uh, have uh, the, the, this per, this parade of of. Uh, of people showing that their phones work, apparently. It's the only reason they're calling, is to verify that, that their phones are still activated. Best show, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Hi, hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Holly from San Francisco. How are you tonight, Holly? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing all right. Cool. Uh, I just wanted to call and share my story about meeting my favorite musician, Tonight. Your favorite what? Musician. Who's your favorite musician? My favorite musician is Dave Vanian of The Damned. Sure. But um, when I, in like 1999, they played at the Maritime Hall, which is still kind of like a reunion show at that point. But um, I was in the front row and like, I was probably like 23 and then it was an all-ages show, so there were tons of, like, 18-year-old girls behind me that were all, like, punk rockers. Mm-hmm. And when I was 23, I was just, like, a, like, super hardcore goth, and I was wearing, like, an evening dress. Okay. And, you know, and there were all these girls behind me, like, pushing me and, like, trying to get past me, and I was like, no, like, I'm in the front row. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just couldn't take it anymore because they were, like, squishing me, and, like, they, like, the whole crowd was just, like, pressing in. And, um... 
So I just, like, I had my friend lift me up, and she lifted me up onto the stage. And as soon as she did that, the crowd collapsed behind me, and they they pressed against my feet. So I'm facing the audience, and I can't move because the audience is penning my feet. And then I feel these hands in my armpits, and I'm like, great, like, security is, like, pulling me out. But I I look up, and it's... You, yeah, you think no. you're about to get bounced. Yeah, like I was like, oh, I'm going to get kicked out, like that caller who called earlier tonight. But um, was, then, was it like Bruce Springsteen? He got kicked out of a Bruce Springsteen yeah, show? Yeah, he got, he, got, he got thrown out of a Springsteen show. But admittedly, yeah. when he went on stage, he was a little less uh, respectful than it sounds like you were. Yeah, well, I was I was like, I was a very fine lady. Okay. I was wearing like a, like a, a very beautiful dress, you know, okay. like. It's kind of constrictive, but um, but basically, I feel these these hands in my armpits, and I get picked up, and I'm turned around, and I'm facing Dave Vanian, who's wearing these like giant black like serial killer leather gloves and like you know just super dark sunglasses, and he he held my hand and saying, "I just can't be happy today to me," which was like at that time was like my favorite song. It was like amazing. That's awesome. That's a nice yeah. story. Yeah. Maybe it'll make your night better. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, it does. It, it helps. It, um, it just, uh, I, I got to figure some stuff out. These, these calls are a snooze lately. These, uh, some of these calls are, it's like the like one's worse than the next. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just wanted. <laughs> It's it's mean when you hang up on them, but it's it's kind of funny too. Like you're oh, all, yeah. oh, oh no, he did it. Oh, I'm hanging up on I'm hanging up on them yeah. when they're when they're a snooze. Yeah, yeah. What, what am I taking roll call here? They're calling just to to let me know they exist. I know they exist. What do you want? It's Tuesday night. Amateurs, amateurs. Well, that's not true either. We do we've been doing this on <laughs> Tuesday night since Bill Clinton was president. I know, I know. Well, thank you for your call. Okay. Good night, Tom. Bye. Bye. All right. I'm just going to do the... What's that? Oh, Mike's saying uh, we have three. And look, I'll say this. Just because just a, a, a woman calls doesn't mean it's not going to be a, a terrible call. Everybody has it in them to be a snooze. Everybody. But these guys are hitting a certain note tonight. That I, I I can't I can't abide by I can't abide it's like it's like they 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 they're, they're, they're like they're uh, like they're like they're guys who do uh, taste tests of cough medicine or something like cough syrup uh, uh, taste testers and then they decide to call here after a hard day at the office I'm gonna. We'll take these calls. I'm going to spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. The, 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 what am I going to spin? The wheel of crystal. And then uh, we'll take these calls. A, a good spin of the wheel of crystal will cheer me up. Let's, let's just do that. That'll, that, that always, that's always for a, Good old-fashioned time. Make me feel good about things. 
Come on, play, you pile of trash. Find a computer laying in the, underneath the snow. This don't want it. This. Why? Why won't you play? You pile of trash. You pile of trash. Oh, might help if I potted it up. That's on me. Sorry, Apple. I'd like to apologize to the child who built my laptop. It was not you. It was me. Let's go back to the drawing board here. Okay. Now will you play? Cell was in my vocal and nasal range, and once I was doing stand-up, I studied his cadence, his attitude, and yes, his pomposity. He was an easy send-up. Finding Ali's voice was pure accident. Okay. Whew. Wheel of Crystal, never disappoints. Special, you're on the air. Hi, this is Sarah in New Orleans. How are you, Sarah? I'm good, Tom. How are you? I'm all right. I am calling because I run a record label, and I think you would like the stuff that we put out, and I want to send you some records. All right. I think they'd cheer you up. All who right. I like getting new records. Who, you know what? You know who likes getting records? Me. I love well, let records. Let me send you some. All right. Well, email me, if you could, Sarah, at best show number four life at yahoo.com. I will do that. I look forward to your email. I'll look for it tonight. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. This is Taylor in Denver. Taylor in Denver. I know this, Taylor. You are the host of a show called Things Things Matter. You almost had it. Break? Things Break? What is it? These Things Matter. And you do it with a guy... (laughs) <laughs> whose name I can remember, I'm going to get it, his name is Kirby. You, you've almost got it, Tom. What is it? It's Kevin. Kevin. Okay. And I've been on that show. It's a great show. We uh, talked all about Led Zeppelin when I was we on. We did. We did. Yes. So what's going on tonight, Taylor? I wanted to call and, and sympathize with you, Tom. I uh, I feel like your uh, your string of calls here this evening. Uh, I think you've just experienced what it's like to date online. What it's like to date? Is this what it's like? You just meet guys like this all the time? <laughs> well, you know, I know you have the greatest of hopes for all the calls. You want oh, them to go well, of course. I do. <laughs> I come in with the greatest. I do come in with the greatest of hope. That I've had people say to me. You're you're a, a, pe- a pessimist, Tom, and you know what the thing is. I'm not. The, the 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 my curse is I'm an optimist. I see the best. I hope for the best. And too often, That's right. I see humanity fall <laughs> depressingly short. Well, that's the disappointment. It's is just it's so much worse when you have that hope. You know. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, I mean the, these these the gentlemen bless their hearts. They, uh, they're the equivalent of like a guy, you know, you know, all these pictures of guys online, um, the online dating sites, it's like them from, you know, 50 feet away and they're on a mountain and you can't tell what they look like at all. And, 
you know, that's great that you get on a mountain, but, you know, that doesn't tell me anything about Look, I, I'm not going to throw these guys under the bus. These guys are, these guys are good. These guys, uh, whoever calls, calls. I'll try to, I want, I want great calls from whoever calls. That's all I want. But we're just That's hitting true. a we're hitting a, a a a bum patch right now. I think the the snow is making people logy out here or something. <laughs> it's like feels like uh, these guys that episode. It's like the it's like I feel like these guys. It reminds me of that episode of uh, of a final episode of Breaking Breaking Bad when when Walter White was in the cabin and just kept watching Mister Magorium's Wonder Emporium over and over again. Like that's why, like it's like everybody's got cabin fever now. Uh, I mean, it's understandable. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's time for the yeah, winter. I mean, we all have a week away from daylight savings time. Yeah. We got to hang in there. That might be what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk it up to this because the, 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 these, on the whole, on the whole, it's usually just a, a couple, uh, a, 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 you know, a, a couple a couple bum calls, and then everybody else is is all right. But this is just like. Uh, yeah, this is this is uh this is choppy waters. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Teller. I appreciate it. You have a great sure. night. All right, bye. All right, final two calls. And there's no uh, half hour power tonight. That'll be back uh be back soon. Not tonight. I got to get home. Sure. Weather's terrible. Best show you're on the air. Oh, hi Tom. Hi, who's this? This is this is um Emma from from uh from uh Oh, sounds like some uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, from Brooklyn. My That's all right. What's going on tonight, Emma? Are you from Sunset Park? No, I'm not from Sunset Park. Like that guy was pretending was a neighborhood. There's no such neighborhood. I, yeah, I think that was made up. It sounds made up, right? Sounds like the kind it of thing realtors up. do to rip people off. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, what's going on tonight, Emma? Um, so I just read um, Marky Ramone's memoir. I was wondering if you've read it. I have not read it yet. Well, I, I wanted to tell you about a certain scene. All right. Um, okay, so basically this kind of just happens, and it really doesn't, it's, it doesn't seem to be like a part of any larger story in the book. But basically Marky and John are just wandering around, and um, Marky throws a stone like as far as he can, and then uh, then uh, John throws a stone too, and it, it doesn't go as far. But he says that he threw his stone further than Marky, and they get into a fight about it in the book. Oh, that's <laughs> that's the crazy. That's like that's when it's time to not be in bands with people, or maybe to be interacting with people even because you're just fighting over who threw a stone farther right and it's like why is why is this like in his book too you know it happened years and years ago it's like i don't know how many years 20 or 30 but he's still angry about it still angry about that stone he knows he threw it further right Mm -hmm. exactly he knew but the book's really good you should read it i want to read it I just need to learn. I'm up to S now. I just need to get those final seven or so letters down. <laughs> then I'm going to be reading like nobody's business. Wow. 
Well, <laughs> Emma, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank All right. you. Bye. Guys, how do you help the best show? Well, the, well, I'm going to put something new up here. How you help it? You, you don't call after uh, they're pounding cough medicine. That's one way to help the best show. Another way to help the show, you go to your iTunes or whatever RSS feed you use and you subscribe to the show and you download the episodes and you support uh, any sponsors we, we mention on the show. We mentioned Squarespace tonight. You can... Uh, we got our box set coming out, Sharpling and Worcester box set over at numerogroup.com. It's going to be amazing. And there's one final show that still has tickets available at the Bell House, the Sharpling and Worcester live show. Thursday, March 12th, the late show. Still some tickets available for that. It's going to sell out. It's close to sell it's it's well on the way i've said it's 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 inevitable don't you miss it don't let this don't don't let this be your folly that you taunted fate by waiting to buy a ticket and then they were all gone final call best show you're on the air how's it going oh it's going all right who's this Hello? Of course this is how the show ends. Of course. Why wouldn't it end that way? How's it going? I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. We'll see you in November. Nope. No more calls. We're done, Mike. Come on, guys. You're gonna, you're gonna call. You gotta, you gotta step it up. You got to step it up. This might be a shorter podcast this week. That final hour might be on the cutting room floor. All right, fine. One more final spin of the Wheel of Crystal. That will make... If this spin goes well, that means next week's show, or, you know, if there's a show next week, we'll see. Again, taking it week by week. This will tell the story. Come on. Be good. Here we go. Give me something good. Making lewd remarks to Helen Slade's character. He would rope the dude around the neck, and then Jack would enter the corral and confront him and me, which would start our relationship. Jack Palance story. Not a bad way to go out. Everyone... The best show is over. Listen to this record by The Dentists. It's a reissue put out by... Wow, we're going heavy on Trouble in Mind tonight. A Trouble in Mind record label fest here on The Best Show. They reissued a single by The Dentists. Uh, 
and we're going to hear Burning the Thoughts from My Skin here on W... No, not a dub. What? I can't believe I said that. Not there anymore. Here on thebestshow.net. Here are the dentists. We'll see you later. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 